Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday, late Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 21st, barely still. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, we are, uh, we're hanging on to Victory Monday. <laughs> we are. We are. The Bears are in the playoff picture again. Back you in. Just Mitch. You just uttered the phrase, Mitch might be the answer to me off air before we started recording. As I'm... Laughing with glee as Ben Roethlisberger throws up a couple Mike Weirs all over Cincinnati's uh, Mike Brown's Paul Brown Stadium, whatever the hell it's called. Just uh, yeah, good good victory Monday. That, that's all we got. We got Bert Bielema's the coach at Illinois. All kinds of kinds of news. I mean, Bert, to my football world this week. Bert's as much of a content generating machine as like Bryson, the thick boy. And now he's your head football coach, coach at Illinois. It's a fantastic turn of events. Unbelievable. I, out, of, there, out of nowhere. Whether it goes good or bad, we know it'll be interesting and fun. And he'll poke the bear. All you know, he'll be poking at every big bear in the conference he's, around you guys. He's Iowa, a big bear Wisconsin. himself. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a thick boy. Uh, all right, so let's get to it. We're late, late because we've been doing a ton of uh, year review research. Look, we want to do this right. We know you guys have come to kind of enjoy this. If we're being honest, it's a big pain in the ass for us. We've if come to not enjoy week. it. We loathe it. Our wives hate it. Yeah, so uh, we've been doing that. That's why we're a little late. Um, first of all, let's get through some orders of business. This this will be three parts maybe four probably a couple this week couple you know in the week between new year's christmas i'm not sure when we'll release them um but let's get to a quick recap of the weekend first we have to do our secret santa we're getting it oh, in just under the wire secret santa no birthday shout out but the secret santa uh this is for at lady wave this is uh these are my notes from matthew seneca who is his who is the secret santa wave, uh secret santa her his handle is at cinnamon, so this is all cinnamon. sorts of internet message board. I think it's the refuge. Bears um, hate Lady cinnamon. Wave, Jennifer Camo, Camu, Camo, Camo. She's from Louisiana. Her name ends with the next. Uh, that's a Secret Santa shout out. We're getting, you know sending her happy holidays to Jennifer. It's a silent she's silent. Apparently a big Spieth fan, so you know she's had a tough year, tough couple of years. As a resident of um, Westie Island, you know, I. Don't give up hope. Is yeah. that what you're suggesting? Okay. It uh, might be. If Spieth Island's like, it might be like a life raft at this point. She doesn't play, but she's a huge fanatic of golf. But and she's also a figure skating fanatic, and has written a lot of books on the subject. No way. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. Pretty God. cool. Maybe we should have her on to talk about Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan, and what golf's equivalent of that could be. Why don't we ever talk up 
That is a good point. I mean, we should have her talk about the technical and the the actual skating stuff as opposed to the scandals. But we tend to revel more in like the uh, the dramas and controversies. Anyways, happiest of holidays to Jennifer Camo. I'm actually ex- I would be really interested in the underbelly of uh, of uh, figure, figure skating. skating. Oh, yeah. It's probably a seedy underbelly. Aren't all underbellies? CD? Wasn't there a movie about it? Tanya Harding, right? There's probably. I mean, we got several hours of year interview coming. I don't know if we can get into it at this moment. But, uh, anyways, shout out to Matt Seneca, her uh, Secret Santa, for this uh, little game or arrangement, whatever it is. Happy Secret Santa. I don't know what you say for Secret Santa. Is it Happy Secret Santa? I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. Lady Wave. All right. Any reactions to the weekend? We are late now. I don't know if anybody cares about our reactions. They're going to get this on Tuesday. Jinyoung Ko, world number one, wins the CME Group Tour Championship. Uh, kind of going away with it, right? I mean, that was incredible. Well, it was it was one versus two. You know, yep. Se Young Kim, Jinyoung Ko tied, going into the back nine. I think uh, Ko birdied five of her last seven holes to win by five. Just an extraordinary display a golf you know did what the number one you would expect the number one player in the world to do you know it, yep. it doesn't happen like that in golf very much but you know if you were watching the uh the chiefs play the browns for example in the playoffs you probably you know it might be a close game through half and then you just expect the chiefs to distance themselves and they probably would you know or you know if the packers played the bears you don't expect it to be close at all yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, no, it was it was a fitting end to a very odd year. I mean, obviously, belated congratulations to LPGA for just being able to put a schedule together, you know, and get something off the ground, get to a tour championship. Uh, Jin Young Ko barely got in kind of, you know, because because she hasn't been able or, or chose not to play hardly at all uh, on the LPGA once golf resumed. You know, we're doing this research and it's like, you see this LPGA, like they were the first to have yeah. to really feel it right before anybody really in the United States, certainly in the sports world, started to have it on their radar. But you, like the Blue Bay is canceled in, I don't know, early February. It's just it's interesting. Like they were dealing with this way before it became uh, sort of a national, uh, at least in the United States, a national issue. So um, but congrats to them for getting it done. It was a fitting end. Number one player in the world winning. That's what you want in the tour championship when it's, you know. And not doing it by with a three stroke lead at the start, right? Or a five stroke lead or a six yeah. stroke lead over number two <laughs> in the standings. Doing it on, uh, on uh, counting level all the ground over 72 holes. Yep. You know, level uh, ground led to the, the worst player in the field finishing DFL. Yeah. Yeah. Natalie Galvis, that, that thing didn't work <laughs> out. You know, it, it was a black guy going into it. You know, it was just a. a bad look and just, you know it, the, it, it was a it was a punch in the eye and then it became a black eye as the tournament went on as the tournament wore on it it got deeper and deeper uh black and blue you know the bruise developed it became yeah, more it just, apparent that there's it was just a it, just, it was a cloud on the whole thing but whatever it, it her play could have helped them out and made it less sort of uh conspicuous by not finishing dfl but she did not come close uh, anything else from the weekend? I know Charlie well, Woods was whatever. a big subject, Charlie Woods, but was, we got, he was, he was awesome. Watch. You know, my, my wife was excited about it. Your kids were excited about it. Yeah. You know, a bunch of 40 year old men were excited about it. <laughs> There's, 
odds on him winning a major now, which is super gross. Um, but yeah, uh, the thing I did not see coming was my kids really, really getting locked in and that effect probably happening everywhere. Like let's watch a kid golf and that's cool for, you know, <laughs> I've never that's not seen putting my... any pressure on Charlie to be something to some kid generation at all. They just loved seeing kids play golf. They would, it sent something up, put their antenna up in a way that, you know, and all the golf that's always on in this house doesn't do. So. I've never seen my wife look at a TV when golf was on the way she was looking at it with Charlie Woods on the TV. She was yeah. enthralled. Yep. She just was, he's so cute. <laughs> no, it was great. It was good to see Tiger doing that. We, we've seen Tiger as dad become somewhat relatable here in the last few years. So, Hey, you're in uh, review. You cut me off. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. I'm tired of talking about it. The year review is literally powered by Bixby Coffee. We both just poured ourselves a cup at, I don't know, 8 p.m. I guess you're an hour behind me. Um, The Shotgun Start Blend is powering this this year review. It's, 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 you know, we're not bitching about it. It's more work than we usually do on a week-to-week basis. Um, If you'd like to support us, you can subscribe to that Shotgun Start Blend. You know, we do this for the love of the game. We do this because it's fun, but that is a way that uh, certainly incentivizes our wives to keep us doing it. <laughs> um, we have a little little money coming in the door via the Shotgun Start Blend because uh, we are taking many hours away from them to do this. Uh, but So we appreciate your support of the Shotgun Start Blend. That's BixbyCoffee.com. Subscribe, buy it one-off, do it as a holiday gift. Send it gift. as a gift, yeah. Yeah. If you um, if you want to try, I think the holiday blend's still available. Email yes. hi at bixby.com. Paulina will get you set up. Yeah. Want to change they your do. subscription? You know, a, do that. A re- real live person on the other end will do whatever you want, you know, to get your subscription switched or adjusted or whatever else. Um, all right, let's get into it. We did Kapalua at the end of Friday's episode. If you want to looking for Kapalua, that was a lot, you know, the cup runneth over with uh, content and, you know, inanities and amusements to remember from that one. So go to the end of Friday if you're looking for Kapalua. But uh, now we're jumping into Sony. Again, the format is you research, research a tournament pretty in depth. I don't. I go in cold and we alternate back and forth. So you do Sony. I'll do the Hope and we'll go from there. What All is right. the Hope called? Is it the, it's the Amex now. The Ricky the American Amex, Express. Powered yeah. by Ricky Fowler. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you called that one. I've got that in the notes. So the I, Sony, all I remember, I mean, not all, but the big thing I remember is just the catastrophe of an ending. Cam Smith won, but it was like, was it It was Steele, Brennan Steele. It was just endless foul balls. Ryan Palmer hit one like over a leaderboard, an electronic <laughs> scoreboard. Steele yanked one hard left. There's lots of drop situations. There's lots of like, Temporary movable situations. Um, and it just took like hours to finish up. I think that we also went to a playoff. It just went deep into the night on the East Coast. I remember that. It it took 40 minutes for the final group to play the last hole. Oh, my God. 40. I think Will Knights tweeted something along the lines. I didn't copy the tweet of like, I want to see a golf tournament where it's it's like wrestling where if any player like the player who doesn't ask for you know a ruling and have a call rules official over it just takes the drop wins you know yeah Yeah. it was just an insane i remember this day because like i did i took my 
I was watching the golf. I took my Can tree Can I read down. this? Yeah. I yeah. found your tweet. I just found it. I've put in my notes for Cavalilla. I forgot. To expand on yesterday's pace down the stretch, when Steele's group was on 15 green, Mrs. Friday and I started taking down ornaments and lights on our eight-foot Christmas tree. We took the tree out to the curb, swept up all the needles, put the ornaments away, and showered before they finished 18. 15 green. Before the end of 18, tree down, tree let, to the curb, let me tell you ornaments something. off, ornaments away, needles swept, shower, done. This could say one, it could say one of two things. It could say that I am exceptionally quick at undoing, taking down yeah. a tree. That is not yeah. the case. I remember <laughs> the lights were a complete mess. They were all tangled <laughs> together. I remember we were horrible at lighting the tree, you know, it, <laughs> It was, it was all, then there were needles everywhere because it was the middle of January. <laughs> we hadn't taken the tree down oh, yet. So there's dead a dry, as a doornail. Yeah, just dry. falling everywhere. Okay. All right. So this is not a slow process. Yep. Um, yep. Anyways, Cam Smith won. And you were right. He won in a playoff over Brendan Steele while donating $500 per birdie to Wildlife ref, uh, Relief in Australia. Uh, wildfire relief yeah as you remember that was like the beginning it just like brought back it was like oh shit 2020 was super shitty right from the start because Mm -hmm. basically all of australia was on fire at the beginning of the year yeah um yeah brendan Steele took 16 minutes to hit a shot this was on 18 and it was because when he tugged it hard left (laughs) yeah he got the relief a ridiculous relief it was it was absolutely absurd. You got, you know, Ryan Palmer's relief was ridiculous too. He hit it worlds left, and then it had like a fifty yard pitch into the green. Wasn't there some drama about Palmer not even hitting a provisional when it like appeared he hit one literally off the planet, like I, off the property or something yeah. over the scoreboard and into like parking lot? He didn't even take a provisional. I think there was drama around that. If I'm recalling, it was so. an insane situation with it it was the it was the culmination of the whole backboard week which was just littered with drops on 18 every every guy just hit it into the backboard behind 18 green to get a drop par five reachable par five (laughs) just hit it into the backboard oh that's right because the the grandstands were literally two feet off the back of the green yes i remember this it was like two three feet off the fringe and almost like in a u all the way around horseshoe kind of all the way around yeah and wasn't like Maybe it was a year before, like Bryson's going over the corner. There, maybe those, like some of these guys go over the corner, but everybody goes for it in two. Yeah, right on eighteen. Okay, and they were all just vomiting into the back. <laughs> I mean, they're fans there too. But yeah. anyways, this was yeah. we are going to have that problem this year. No fans, no fans, no fans. this year. It's going to yeah. be a completely the, different. It's like that like, green too. Tom Doak redid it. It's like supposed to be really scary if you go along. And essentially, it, they made it so nobody could go along. Well, they might be able to get some signage up, you know. Like, it's never, blue wall. You know, don't rule it out. Yeah, don't rule that out. Um, other things that happened on this day were there's a squeegee delay. <laughs> a it, lost was, ball it was delay. crappy, right? It was, it was rainy and gray. I yeah. That. Yeah. It was lost terrible. ball delay. Okay. Uh, then there's the line of sight relief. Um, delay that brought the tournament to a halt 
all right. Before the start of the uh, tournament, let's go before. Then we hit what okay. happened at the tournament. Monahan, this is on. This is Patrick Reed, as we alluded to during Kapalua. Patrick Reed drama is running just full steam ahead. Everybody's talking about it. Um, Camp Smith, there's a report that Camp Smith was uh, spoken to by PGA Tour uh, officials about his comments at the President's Cup, where he basically just called him a cheater and, you know. (laughs) <laughs> they threatened that Cam Smith would get fined, right? Yes. I think I remember reading this while we were in the middle of a podcast and you lost your absolute mind when we were, like the news broke. We were recording in the middle of it. I have that somewhere. Mm-hmm. That. But yeah. So Monahan said this about Patrick Reed. Golf is a game of honor and integrity. And you've heard from Patrick. I've had an opportunity to talk to Patrick at length. And I believe Patrick when he says that he did not intentionally improve his life. And so you go back to that moment and that conversation he had with rules official Slugger White and the fact that a violation was applied and he agreed to it and they signed his card and he moved on. To me, that was the end of the matter. Meanwhile, Brandon- I believe Patrick. I mean, there's things you can say to kind of walk the middle line. I just I wouldn't be hitching my wagon to I believe Patrick. I just that I given the track record there. I don't but, know okay. if this is like a proper. Yeah, I this might this might not be a great comparison. I don't know. It would be like if if the uh, if Goodell saw the video of Ray Rice. And he said, oh, I believe Ray Rice didn't hit the woman, hit the woman. (laughs) Because as we'll see later in this. Listen, we're not talking about the actions. We're talking about video. There's video evidence, right? We're not not suggesting Ray Rice's actions were any uh, comparable at all to whatever Pat Reed did. But yes, it's like a commissioner seeing it for himself on video. Yeah, seeing it very clearly and never seeing any ever a player ever seeing anything like this. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Meanwhile, Brandel made some comments during Kapalua about oh, him being a cheater. And this yeah. week, Patrick Reed's uh, attorney, Peter Ginsburg, yeah. <laughs> who is also VJ Singh's attorney, yeah, sent a cease and desist letter to Brandel. This was reported by Eamon Lynch. Yeah. The purpose yeah. of this letter is to obtain assurance that you will refrain from any further dissemination, publication, or republication of the false and defamatory statements concerning Mr. Reed, including any allegations that he cheated at the Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas. I forgot about this. Just a great way to kind of make it all go away. Send out cease and desist and you know, get it back in the top of the, the news cycle. I think I think several more of those went out throughout the year. At one point, I was told I was being getting get, might, we might be getting one, or I might be getting one by another media person who had just gotten one. But uh, yeah, those those cease and desist kept going out all year. Forgot about that. Um, as mentioned in a couple episodes ago, the Charlie Woods tree video happened oh. this week. Creepy guy in the bushes. Yeah, South Hill. Florida. Filming ten year old then ten year old Charlie Woods. <laughs> what a what a Good world stuff. we live in. <laughs> this is KVV. I liked his tweet regarding it. 
I acknowledge okay. by even commenting on this, I'm both sharing Charlie Wood's content while trying not to, to see him above <laughs> it. But by God, he's 10. Saying proof he's the next Tiger is a great way to begin us down a path where he ends up hating the game and all, us all before he even plays AJGA. Good point. I, I don't know where Will Knight saw this, but somebody commented. <laughs> oh, it was Rolfing. Rolfing commented that Brian Harmon plays close to the ground. He's fairly short in stature. That would be a little bit of an advantage today because it was windy. <laughs> That's... So it's like the opposite of the Ricky is too short to win a major take by Skip Bayless. If you're short, you got an advantage on windy days? Is that what because you're lower to the ground? That's, that's the second half of, of Will Knight's tweet. Going to need some clarification as to if Ralphie thinks short people are less impacted by the wind. <laughs> I do remember conditions being quite turbulent for that event. Um. All right. Golf's biggest events graphic displays. <laughs> It's just they only need two screens. Didn't they need two screens, like two two frames? Because they had the Olympics crowbar in there. I, I don't even think they could fit it on one screen. They got to had to like slide it out and then put the next. I, I I think I recall this at the start of the year. It was two two frames. One of our uh, one of our followers pointed out that we uh, simultaneously each tweeted that. <laughs> of course, at the same time. You you included that it was growth because of the Olympics and FedEx play, playoffs. Well, we'll do it again in uh, January. Let's do it. Um, all right. Uh, let's go into quickly. This was Solicitor General week. It was his redemption I've got, I've story. Got, I've got this in American <laughs> Express too. Yeah. What do you got? So it was, uh, Golf Channel did not mention the December arrest through the final two days of the broadcast. So this was Tommy this is Gainey, all my notes. This is Tommy Ganey wins on the Corn Ferry Tour weeks after getting arrested for solicitation in Polk County, Florida. So yeah. he just gets arrested. Mugshot is, everywhere. This he has not been suspended. I think Matt Every got suspended around yeah. this time for smoking weed. He doesn't get suspended for soliciting, uh, you know, prostitutes. And during the coverage, Golf Channel doesn't even mention this. So Golf Channel did not mention the December arrest, arrest through two days of the broadcast, and Ganey only alluded it to getting his life back on track in a post-round <laughs> interview, which could have been a reference to his health. The Corn Ferry Tour told Golf Digest that Ganey was not available for additional questions, and Ganey's team has not responded to a Golf Digest interview request. Yeah. I saw, I don't know. I had this for American Express. Week, it might have been yeah. a Monday. It was a Monday finish. It was a Monday or Tuesday finish, something like that. It was one of those Bahamas where they go maybe even Sunday to Wednesday. I don't know. But all Rappaport and Golf Digest, Joel Beal, I found tweets. So, like, not one mention during four hours of coverage all weekend. He's leading. 
He just it's busted for solicitation. It's you know the tour putting their thumb on the scale with that one. Even on the Corn Ferry, you can't even. The guy like come on, like what are they trying to protect Tommy Gainey? Like that the uh, pursuit of an alternate reality, the pursuit of untruth. They got to protect Tommy Gainey. God, um, yeah, uh, that, that was that was the, the Solicitor General. I think that nickname was born then. I, I don't know, some somewhere around that. My, my lo- oh, she this is what he said after the round. My my wife, I love her to death. Her and the boys mean everything. Um, also, crazy wins on Sunday. Fifteen scores of eighty plus on Sunday at at the eczema course. Eczema, yeah. Was that Abaco? Eczema. Exuma. Exuma. Okay. I don't know what is how it's pronounced. Uh, USGA hired Don Cheadle as a front man. This week. Yeah, that uh, ad went out. The great uh, Pete Dye passed away. Sad, oh. sad news yep. of this week. Yep. Uh, Trinity Forrest announced that it was no more. R.I.P. Trinity Forrest also. Trinity Forrest died this week, too. Uh, as a PGA what, Tour event. Ranch or something Craig like Ranch. That? Okay. That's the right. great TPC Craig Ranch. Got robbed of that this year. On the uh, on the show, a big thing was we learned the whereabouts of Bob Allenby's caddy. Oh, <laughs> the place in Atlanta, Taco Mac. Oh yeah, the bar. He's a bartender or something, yeah. right? Mick, yeah, I think. What's the, the guy's name? Mick Middlemo. I, I can't Mick remember. Mick Middlemo, maybe. <laughs> That's right. But we we went in we went in more on to Bob Allenby's story and. Yeah, we uncovered his whereabouts, his caddy's whereabouts. So Apparently that's it. Willing to weave the yarn if you go into the bar, but not maybe not for on the record podcast. Uh, if you patronize the bar, if he's still there, who knows? All right, good week, good Sony Open week. I said, oh God, that playoff is interminable. All right, American Express, formerly the Bob a- Hope, formerly Andrew the Landry Challenge, one. my yeah. guy. Andy metal, Landry, Metal Spice, Andy Landry, No Rule Book, Andy Landry, and uh, and then Ricky, Ricky, the King of Activations. Yeah, Set this one that. up. Like, why is Ricky playing this? You know, you know, you got to play Farmers because you know he's a Farmers Ambassador and usually goes to Hawaii and does all that. Why is why is he crowbarring this one in there? It's like, and you're like, I bet, I bet there's some. He doesn't have a credit card in his suite of activation portfolio. And then, of course, the week comes around and your prognostication is borne out as he's got some Instagram post about thanks to the good folks at American Express. And that's why he played. Uh, that is the entire workaround of uh, appearance fees on the PGA Tour. Just just make a guy a brand, brand ambassador. Um, Andrew Landry won. What else you got? Anything else? Those are the two big. Oh, we had that guy, the, the, the mass murderer. Um... <laughs> From the yeah, from the warlord East, genocide yeah. gang leader from uh, I think it's Philippines. You know, we'll keep an eye on that. See if he's in the pro am portion of the field. See if they they have those guys back again. Um, yeah, I'm sure they write a nice on, check. I don't have much on this on the golf. You know, um, every year this one seems to kind of go quietly, right? Not a lot happening. Andrew Landry lost a six shot lead in forty minutes. On the back nine, the Abraham Prancer. Oh, honest Abe. He was skipping and then around. He, and then he birdied. Then Landry birdied the last two to win. Um, Ricky got activated, which we've been through. The Warlord returned, which we've hit on. You remembered quite 
Well, uh, I found Kevin Na flagrantly yelling at Russell Knox's ball to hit his ball. Just yelling, overheard on the broadcast, hit it, hit my ball. Knox was hitting from, you know, the bunker that's whatever the the one that's way below the putting green, the way below the green, yeah, on the, whatever all the the. I forget the name of the what kind of bunker that is. Yeah, so Knox was way down in that and like just throws it up on the green. Nas ball is whatever, like two feet. Overheard on the broadcast, hit my ball, hit my ball. You know, good old Kevin Na. Um, that's all I got really for American Express, but we have plenty of other things that happened this week. Uh, we found out off a great t- tip from Pete Weber that uh, at, over this Champions Tour in Hualai, Woody Austin's bag sponsor. Do you remember this? No. It's a bowling ball company. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, this podcast exists for any any reason. I think it's, to, you know, Share with the greater world that Woody Austin is playing on the Champions Tour with the bowling ball company sponsor. I think we were inquiring about how much it might cost to sponsor. Yes, we had a yeah, we had a big discussion on the cost of that. Um, yeah, I had the Cam Smith was going to get fined. There was much talk about clear golf. I guess <laughs> Schwartzel must have been Schwartzel. doing his prancing about with his clear golf. We found out that David Petraeus was somehow involved in the company. The owner is like a race car driver and a total loon down in South Florida in the swamp. Uh, there was a PXG ups, uh, website update uh, on their website. Now, this was in the Kapalua on the FedEx Club champion. But on their official website, we found FedEx Cup champion is counted as one major tour victory on their own website, listed by the, uh, where it listed Billy Horschel, who was soon to be um, a, a deserter yeah, of the troops. <laughs> But for that moment in time, he was listed as a major champion on the PXG website. Um, Brooks and Bryson really went at it this week. Bryson was overheard on his Twitch stream saying he doesn't even have a six pack. I weigh more than him now, significantly more. <laughs> Did you see the body issue? He didn't have any abs. I have abs. On the Liberty National confrontation from the prior fall, we don't talk about it. We just don't see eye to eye. Brooksy's reply is, you're right, I am too short of a six-pack with his four major championship trophies in his whatever trophy case or stairwell or some some display case at home. Um, This was when Bryson was really Twitch streaming it up. Yeah, Westy wins. Wins in Abu Dhabi, retrieves the ball from the cup with his putter, which we've celebrated even recently with his kind of bookending his season. He won European Tour Player of the Year today. I I, well, that's I was just about to say we we buried the lead of the whole podcast. Player of the Year. This was the start of player this Player of the Year campaign. Forty seven years old wins Player of the Year. It's a you know. For those that are inhabiting the Spieth raft, life raft, you know, that have been there, you're maybe you're uh, the ocean rising ocean has taken your island completely and you're subject to life on a raft at this point. Yeah. No, there's hope. There's hope into the twilight (laughs) of the year. There's boon times on Westy Island. Uh, so he wins, you know, does the suction cup ball retriever with the putter. Um, he becomes the only active player with wins in four decades. <clears throat> he talks about this is where we really celebrated his new approach to life, right? Yes. We were talking about Phil 
contrasting it with like, I just have to get more speed. I'm hitting bombs, bombs, bombs. And you were contrasting with all his other statistical profile that went to shit. Whereas Lee is just, Westy is just like, you know. He's winning I, on I cunning care. and guile. Um, so I have this, I think it's from a Huggin. Ben has instilled in me the fact that I'm playing the game I love for a living and I should enjoy it, said Westwood, who's in the middle of an attempt at a giant January that he felt might prematurely go by the wayside after his win. So he was doing the dry January with us. Sometimes it gets to the point where you don't enjoy it enough. We're lucky to be doing what we're doing. And a lot of people are far less fortunate. So I don't really lose my temper anymore. I've never been a club breaker, but I don't get wound up too much. I've become much more analytical and less emotional. So, um, Westy, that was a big week as dry January came to an end quickly. I think you, LPG- you guys both used a read day on, uh, on the same day. We might. I think that's right. I think you're right. Uh, other non-PGA Tour. Now, we, this is like primarily we just go through the PGA Tour schedule. But it's a light week. We throw in some other stuff. LPGA playoff went into darkness. Do you remember this? This was Diamond Resorts. And they yeah. kept playing the par three. Everybody, <laughs> they literally parred each other into darkness. Threes, threes, going away from the water, two putt par. Three, three. Par, they just wouldn't go to another hole. And they just they had to come back the next day to finish it. Also at the Diamond Resorts. Uh, Smoltz was using the stand-up putter. Yes. We walked away and the putter's just... Like, is that conforming? I saw this one in my research and I made a note to remember it. <laughs> Blair O'Neill was uh, playing as a celebrity in the event, which she's like, you know, we talked about that. She's an LPGA player. She's a former LPGA player. It's kind of like she's a pro. And then she got in via the, the celebrity portion. She was also like eight months pregnant, which, you know, obviously is an admirable... Uh, feet just to play in an event. Hosun Choi almost hit a playing partner. You remember Hosun Choi? <laughs> oh, yeah. Long lost, forgotten. Almost hit his playing partner with a follow through, like, you know, gesticulating club toss. It was like, all right, Hosun, <laughs> might need to pump the brakes. Um, Bryson comments on slow play. They're wearing the doing the lab coat thing, I oh, think, yeah. in Dubai. And he says it won't be a problem anymore because of how far I'm hitting it. Then he got a warning. <laughs> he got warned by a European tour official. I think that was the next week. Was that the that's next a, week? Was that? Yeah. Hold, okay. We got to get to that. All that's right, a whole, that's all a right, whole so part Abu of Dhabi. next week. Okay. That's Dubai that he got a hit. Yeah. So Abu Dhabi says it won't be a problem anymore because of how far I'm hitting it. Um, he also lamented he gets complained about uh, he got a Heisman from the pack. For the third straight year, said no, you can't. You're not welcome on the play advisory. Committee. They don't have four-hour meetings. The tour announces a new pace of play policy, uh, and that the, you know, uh, that you know, I, I mean, it was announced. I don't think anything was ever done. Which I'll, I have a f- subsequent note on this. Similar uh, to the CT machine. There's a new observation list, which we never was made public. You know, penalties for excessive shot times. They'll give it a one-shot penalty if they get a second bad time in the tournament. But I don't think that ever, ever happened, that pace of play policy. Maybe we'll resurface that in the new year. Player's purse was bumped to $15 million. Got that. Sergio announces that he's going back to Saudi. <laughs> the Fology Tour concludes. The easy thing would have been me to hide and never come back there. But I love the people there. And I love the guys and all the people we met and the shake and everyone that takes care of us during the tournament. I'm excited to go back there. Show myself. Show the true Sergio. 
the true Sergio is just an unbelievable line. And then show them my respect and try to play the best I can and hopefully have a great tournament. I think he went back with no appearance fee that time. And that was his announce. Show myself. Show the true Sergio. We also got word that two American players, this was Michael McEwen from Bunkered, were freezing out Sky Sports because they didn't like the analysis of them, uh, uh, the European tour coverage of them. I think it was... I think it was the thick boy was one. We got word. We got a source that told us on that. I think it was a uh, thick boy was for sure one. Maybe Coocher. Uh, Might have been Cooch. I think Cooch too. All right. That's it. That's what I got for American Express week. Not a lot on American Express. What do you remember from Tori? Ooh. I mean, this is a terrible one, but like just Kobe, the helicopter crash on Sunday and Tiger, like finding out as he's walking to the scoring. Yeah. Uh, Leash won it, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot else. I don't have a whole lot else. Yeah. Leash Leash joins the Swedish Pancake Club. (laughs) Five wins. (laughs) Um, Kobe dies, which is is the weirdest Sunday in golf. you know, one of the weirdest days in golf uh, until the the Players Championship. yeah. And uh year. holy crap. Yeah, just another sign that 2020 is just going to be a really shitty year. Um I mean, I remember you remember like where you were and all that. Yeah. And, like you I got was the first the tweet or text or something. Yeah. Yeah. Never forget like, it. I was at a monster jam rally, birthday party. You know, it's just kind of nuts the life we were having at that point. I think you were really hung over cuz you used a cheat day, <laughs> a read day. I remember this. You said I burned my second and last dry January read day today because my first grade basketball team lost their first game in two years. <laughs> I took it hard. Not the healthiest perspective, but this happens when you get old. And then you were at the uh, Monster Jam the next day. All right. Yeah, this is enough. Enough. It's not the <laughs> Brendan's year in review. It's not year in review. I'm like, well, my I just, I just found that when I was stumbling I around, you. I was rummaging around, you know. Looking for stuff, and that's what I found. Um, so, yeah, Tiger got informed. He, you know, people were telling him on the back nine, "Do it for Mamba." And he was, he thought it was weird. He said afterwards, but walking off the green, Lakava tells him, and the first thing Tiger says is, "Excuse me." And obviously, yeah. there's just a lot of. It was just such a weird afternoon. Um, yep. Uh, you know, one of the most shocking deaths I, i'd imagine and our our lifetime will be yep. kobe bryant um outside of that on to better news faldo uh it's it's february this is one of the best young players in the world he wins a, a major championship this year faldo cannot pronounce morikawa's name on the broadcast <laughs> And he did, and then he, they kicked it to him. Tell us about Morikawa's game. At one point, he goes, "I don't really know much about it." Oh my god, he won already, right? He won at Barracuda. Yeah, he won like he, you know, legendary college player. Yeah, he he was taking the tour by storm at this point, ascending the world rankings. The lead analyst, the guy that's supposed to educate golfer or golf fans about. Players on tour, they kick it to him about one of the brightest young stars on tour. What can you tell us about Morikawa's game? I don't really know much. 
That'd be like if an NBA telecast went to Jeff Van Gundy and say, hey, Jeff, what happened there? You know, I don't really know what happened there. <laughs> I'm like a, just a common pick and roll play. Oh, uh, the pronunciation battle. I do remember that. That's, yeah. that's, I mean, I far be it for me to cast stones at anyone's pronunciation abilities, given that I just, I mean, I think I pronounced your daughter's name incorrectly the first time. So, but yeah, that, I do remember if you're the analyst and you're actually on TV, probably should figure that out. All right. This is when uh PGL news breaks. Shackelford breaks the news Thursday. They sent a, uh, lengthy explanation of his uh, of his vision ideas to media later in the week but you know at this point at the very first onset it was world golf series or the tour de force um oh god i forgot the tour de force that's yes. so terrible i wasn't there some like really sort of tense kind of all players meeting oh yeah Big jay flew out there we got details of that later yeah, so Tory. so um there's starts to be comments that are coming out of it. You know, these are the early comments. I'm curious, but I don't know enough to talk about it. Mickelson said, I'm listening to it. I think it's intriguing, Uh but Uh I just don't know enough about it to comment publicly on it. I hope to learn more. Um, Uh, Naive little Phil. He just doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Monahan sent a email to all the players talking about the significant uh, increase in earnings the next decade on the PGA tour as a result of the new re- media rights. And uh, he, he also, you know, threatened, you know, lightly threatened to draw a line on those that, you know, sided with the PGL. Yep. Um, let's see. What's the lightly threatened? I it was, he just if, said, if you can't team- do both. Here's the thing. If the team golf concept or any uh, another iteration of this structure becomes a reality in 2022 or at any time before or after, our members will have to decide whether they want to b- continue to be a member of the PGA Tour or play on a new series. Yep. Can't do both. The tour uh, posts a, a memo at the event. Oh, Yes. This <laughs> about voluntary CT testing for drivers. <laughs> voluntary. And if if your driver fails the voluntary test, it needs to be taken out of play. We absolutely lost our shit over this, right? I mean, it, yeah. as rightfully so. Here, take my driver and test it. Voluntary. Voluntary equipment testing. Everybody's already living in the yellow zone, maybe the red zone, apparently, like, you know, according to everyone on the range and the you know, equipment people. The loneliest they man post- on the range, the CT operator. Voluntary. Come volunteer to have your driver potentially be discovered as being non, uh, you know, illegal and taken out of play. But they, uh, that, that was, the, I think Rex Hoggard tweeted the, yeah. the, the memo that was posted on the whatever locker room wall or wherever it was. Voluntary CT testing. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh Phil hit two of 14 fairways in round two. He had seven of 28 <laughs> fairways for the week. This is obviously during him talking about hitting bombs and his new fountains. <laughs> you can't even get through it. You're just laughing. He started a stretch of golf for him that he went and flew from Tory 
to Saudi Arabia and back to Pebble for the AT&T. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, JB was in the mix again on Sunday with Grammys bearing down. Bearing down. <laughs> was he really threatening yeah. with Leishman? And- okay. Early in the day. He was in the okay. mix. <laughs> okay. Um, ESPN plus landed PGA tour live rights, um, world golf hall of fame, lowered the age requirement to 45, uh, now to European tour and Bryson. So Bryson standing on the 15th tee at the divide desert classic Bryson DeChambeau is tied for the lead. He then receives a slow play warning. He goes on to bogey his final four holes (laughs) and finish T8. In this final round, he was paired with Eddie Pepperell. Eddie Pepperell, before the round, tweeted, I uh, fully understand if Bryson wants to keep hitting at 40 past me tomorrow so we don't have to chat. So this is a little history of the Pepperell Bryson. So he's been, this is from a Sky Sports article. Pepperell has been critical of DeChambeau's social media in recent months and created a stir when describing him as a single-minded twit in August. (laughs) As he hit off DeChambeau's pace of play at the Northern Trust. Um. This is when we got our first looks at the just absurd Skechers ad that was running. Oh, with the the <laughs> guy oogling the, yeah. the starter or whatever. Yeah. What a just disaster. A, a horrible. <laughs> like, uh, one of the worst ads of all. Oh, my God. Skechers. One last thing. Uh, actually, two two things. Nike running shoes were banned. The ones that were causing all these records to be smashed and runners running times never seen before. You know, the ones that would propel these marathon times of unbelievable low times and break all these records. Running stepped in and banned them. Imagine that. Equipment that that reduces skill being banned. Imagine that. How about that? How about that? I had one to get thing, that in. One little thing I saw in here that came out in the Distance Insights report, Reeser. Golf's an $86 billion industry, which of which equipment makes up $2 billion of. Not very much. Interesting. Time, time to... Time to... Not let the $2 billion wag the rest of the dog, yeah. kind of, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, one last thing. We got a cameo from uh, Sibu Kim. I I got his camera. Oh, shotgun! You got a camera? That's right. <laughs> I do remember that. That was good. All right. Someone on to the next one. On to the waste management. We're on to Phoenix. We're on to Phoenix. Before we get to Phoenix, we'll do. Uh, what do you remember about Phoenix? Uh, it, there's another playoff. Yes. Do you remember who? Always uh, going into the Super Bowl always. every year, but you know <laughs> every fucking year. I, this uh, one I think got done before, but who was yeah, it? Always... Was uh, Webb, right? Yeah, yeah. Webb beat uh, Finau because Finau, like, I saw Porter did like the Vince Carter gif. Mm-hmm. It was like it's over. Um, Finau 
you know, 17th drivable par four. We've seen guys hit it, you know, Ricky hit in the water. Fino laid up, but hit it in a bunker. I didn't even know, like a center line, a fairway bunker that was like 265 or something out there. And that made like scrambled to make a par. And then par, I think 18, Webb went birdie, birdie, and then birdie the playoff hole and beat Fino. And like the whole PR curse, top 10 Tony, all that other stuff. But yeah, laying back on 17, I didn't even know there was a bunker out there in the middle of the fairway. Yeah, I forgot um, about that. He hit it like complete shit. Yep. Yep. Uh, there was Rex Hoggard had this great quote on the slow play policy. Early this year, a tour unveiled a new pace of play policy that is essentially aimed at the circuit's slowest 10 players. Circuit's slowest 10%, but it appears the message hasn't reached anyone or everyone. One of the tour's more, more deliberate types told Golf Channel last week at Torrey Pines that he hadn't looked at the new policy and didn't know any of the details. <laughs> so, the tour's. <laughs> Hadn't looked, didn't know any of the details. Um, 20-year-old man was accused of stealing alcohol the, at the Phoenix Open, which is not really a surprise, but he had to re- be rescued from a canal. <laughs> he got trapped in the canal. <laughs> he was he ran away from the cops and got stuck in a canal and they had to like pull him out and fish him out. And yeah. God caught for that. Maybe, maybe fans weren't the worst thing. <laughs> um there obviously there were a ton of Kobe tributes. This is like, you know, the Sunday after, you know, he died on the Sunday preceding this tournament. Everybody's wearing the jerseys on 16, you know, JT's in the lower Marion Jersey. Um, it got a little bit much with the tour talking about how, you know, at eight 24 AM, they put the cut the pin at 24 paces deep and eight from the left, you know, for, at eight 24 is just, all right. Um, uh, so I, what else do I got here? Um, Webb went birdie birdie to win in the play, you know, and then birdie in the playoff. Uh, there was really firm. You were fired up about this. I think they had a superintendent like yeah. Phoenix had it. It was running pretty firm. Like it was hard. Like, yeah. So we were fired up about that. Um, what else? Oh, speed. Like you know, speed MCs. He goes, I'm really happy with the progress I've made off the tee. I mean, that was the best I've driven the ball in a couple years, the MC. So when that happens, I know the rest of it's kind of coming behind. This is the um, first the first of many, the Spieth you know, truthers. They're kind of like the kind, Mitch Trubisky fans. <laughs> he, for, in fairness, he putted horribly and was okay. Uh, but yeah, you could kind of do these check-ins throughout the this year in review. So, um. The coverage gap sort of ends. So, like, there was a, some Big Ten game. I think Indiana, somebody went way over. And this is when they finally made the move. Golf Channel would just start broadcasting the CBS coverage when it hit 3 o'clock or whatever it is. CBS still gets crushed. I don't know. Too many commercials. People are mad at CBS. Um, but, yeah, this was the first time I think we saw where the, they're like, the, there's, like, 15-minute gap, so to speak. But... It, 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 the gap doesn't go past three o'clock. So this was sort of a victory, I think. I, I think it was happened because of something the year before where some game went like 40 minutes over it in Phoenix. Um, what else do I have? Off the PGA Tour, uh, GMAC wins Saudi, Graham McDowell, Phil, you know, who said 
you know, claims total ignorance and naivete the week before, plays with the PGL fine, founders in the Pro-Am in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Patrick Reed was handing out Team Reed jerseys with the USA flag motif to the Saudi children at some <laughs> Saudi school. He's throwing out Team Reed shirts. Reed is... Uh, I tweeted this picture. It's just better explained in, in as a visual. But th- they put Reed and DJ in Chiefs jersey as some sort of Super Bowl activation. Uh, Brooksy is in a Niners jersey and someone else who I can't tell. And they're like doing some photo shoot by the Red Sea. It's just ridiculous in, in football jerseys. DJ's got some goofy grin and a helmet, you know. Uh Phil waded out and did some Instagram photo where he's trying to part the Red Sea, like work for Moses. I'm going to try it. You know, he's standing in the middle of the sea. Um, a lot of hat things happening in Saudi. Um, uh, GMAC got a warning after giving an on-course interview. Do you remember this? Mm-mm. He got a slow play warning after giving an on-course interview. European kind of tour was taking their policy. It was seriously. just... He, it was completely bogus. He was miffed about it, but obviously took it in, in stride after winning. Um, Brooksy is like, says he's might not do the Olympics. He's, I think like, you know, big courier got to him. He taught, he lumps the FedEx cup in with the majors and the Ryder cup. Uh, so we are like starting to get concerned uh, about Brooksy at this point. Uh, I think Brett Quigley won in Morocco. On the Champions Tour, which we had a field day with, why is there a Champions Tour in Morocco, event in Morocco? Like, you know, Duffy Waldorf growing the game over Morocco, things like that. Um, the LPGA cancels the Blue Bay, which is the first sign that, you know, this pandemic is going to have an impact on golf. Certainly not the, you know, most important impact, but first real sign that we started to see it happen in golf. Um, I was very sick. Unrelated to the you coronavirus. Might, you, that might have been the coronavirus. You were sick for like two weeks. I mean, this we was, recorded I couldn't go this episode. Friday. You went to bacon. Yeah, you went to an influencer conference uh, oh, from, influencer from people conference. all over the country. Fitness. All over the world. All over the world. All over the world. So yeah. You could have you could have had it. I, I'm convinced that you had it at this point. You were maybe patient zero in the United States. <laughs> oh, bullshit. Get out of here. Um the tour bumps the players' purse. This was announced, but while releasing their new charity benchmarks, all they've done to, you know, the, all they've contributed, we crossed the whatever billion mark in charitable giving. Um, something I, I always am happy to tout uh, that they do. You love charity. Monahan also specifically mentions in a memo Saudi funding in an email to players. And this, I think, set off the PGL guys. They're like, oh, it's on. Like, we will throw any amount of money at them because he, he calls out Saudi funding specifically in the email to players. And like, this just ratchets up the whole tension with the, the, the PGL's efforts. Um, that's all I got for Phoenix, you know, Phoenix top 10, Tony, that this was just like another sort of real dagger for that. Well, he's two up with two to go. All right. Um, Pro-Am. Pro-Am Pebble beach. Pro-Am. What do you remember? What? Phil was involved again, just because he always is. I, I get mixed. This, this wasn't the darkness one. That was the year before, where he's was, yelling yeah. at Paul Casey, play yeah. on. This was the one he said, went. I drove it like a stallion. Okay. Was this Nick Taylor, Mario Kart? Yes. Nick Taylor ah, fends him off. That's right. 
firm windy That's... tough sunday at pebble beach okay phil okay. shoots 74 finishes third made four bogeys and a double in his last 11 holes you know finished second thanks to a really good sunday ted potter kevin streelman <laughs> of course who also won the pro-am with his partner oh, sandbagging sandbagging larry fitz of course he won that's right was that back-to-back years it's at least twice they won amazing it's uh yeah so he wins uh i think it was the second in three years okay if i remember okay. correctly um okay. something that can hit the mainstream shotgun start listeners knew of this for a long time but there was a pga tour.com article written about jason day's balloon therapy i mean we've been shouting about that for almost a Eight months, nine months. So there, I do remember the balloon therapy being a big source of content this week. So here's Day explaining how it works, and the P is a, I think it was a Mike McAllister, uh, PGA Tour dot com article. Yep. Um, if I stood with my shirt uh, off, my rib cage always faces right, so I'm trying through balloon through balloons blowing into them. I could do it without. I'm trying to hold a certain position and get my rib cage back into position. But through blowing up a balloon, it actually pressurizes everything for you because you can't, if you don't hold your breath to XL out, it honestly feels like you're suffocating. That's the feeling I'm trying to get. He also said, you know, mind you, I feel self-conscious. No one else is blowing up balloons. He said... <laughs> I got really good at blowing up farm animals, swords, and stuff like that. If no. you need a p- kids' party, I can do it for you. I don't remember these quotes. Farm animals? Yeah. I kind of oh, I forgot about those quotes. I don't know if yeah. we ever knew about them, but they uh, they make me kind of like Jason Daymore that he yeah. is he understands they're self-aware of how ridiculous this is. This is an enjoyable development. Yeah. I like it. Um, Jordan Spieth, backdoor top tens. <laughs> Everybody goes absolutely nuts. I think he shot, <laughs> you know, he, he finishes T ninth and sneaks into the top 50, which got him into Mexico. And like, it's like, it's, it's oh, you yeah, would have thought that. that he won the masters with the, with the way that people were talking on Twitter. <laughs> it was like, the guy played the greatest round of golf. It was like he played Ken Duke's round of golf at at the players. Um, yep. Yep. He finished, you know, he was abysmal off the tee still, but he was, you know, on the round, I think he was strokes gained first and everything else. Um, okay. Phil at this point says he will not accept a special exemption into the US Open. Just right. doesn't even want to wants nothing to do with the USGA anymore. It seems. Are you ready for the fun stuff? Because this is what, a kind distance? of a beefy one. There's okay. a couple other things. Do you want the All fun right. stuff or the distance first? Whatever fun stuff. Let's do the fun stuff. Pebble. I'm trying to remember what happened. That was fun. Union Green launch. <laughs> oh Christ! Titleist launches their offshoot lifestyle golf ball brand, Union Green. 
We went, we went unplanned, like apoplectic amusement for like 10 minutes on an episode of this. The Union Green is as much about creating a culture as it is delivering performance. Compared to Titleist, it's decidedly more flat brim and quite less white sport coat. The Union Green vibe is cool and casual, and the intent is to appeal to a demographic. It's a golf ball. Golf is in life itself, but instead it's one of a varied number of excuses to hang out with friends, toss back a few beers, and have a good time. No polo shirt, no golf shoes, no problem. It's a golf ball. Flat brimmed. It's decidedly more flat brimmed. It's just another, it's a golf ball. This culture, kick back a few beers. All right, we, don't, we already did many minutes on this, but that we had fun with that. It's still around. I mean, they're still posting on social media. I don't know that I've ever seen it on the shelves, but I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Union Green. I know we had some fun with the name too. So, uh, Bryson. Makes the SI Sports Illustrated fittest 50 uh, This is a total farce. I have this in my notes a little bit. He's like next to like DK Metcalf, <laughs> things like that. Like ridiculous. Just only because he just, I mean, this, he wasn't even like super thick at this point, you know? It's just absurd. Absurd. Will Knight said the best part about this Bryson fittest 50 thing is that he actually believes it. He believes he turned himself into one of the fittest athletes on the planet in five months. If nothing else, his delusional confidence is impressive. Oh, that's all I remember. There was some tweet of him next to DK Metcalf. It was like, of course, like cut from Stone, one of the greatest athletes in the world. Uh, it's like Usain Bolt, <laughs> Bryson. Uh, oh, that's good. Um, a listener compared Spieth to Duvall. Okay. Are we closer I mean, or further more. away from that now that 2020 is concluded? I don't think. You know, we don't need to go back into it. But I mean, Spieth won three majors. David won one. Hey, it's not about that. It's about just the the, the poof. Fall? The poof yeah. is gone. Oh, the poof. Like, poof, yeah. gone. Yeah. Well, but Butch has got him. He's getting him back. Yeah. Um, Ernie Els turns down President's Cup captaincy. Done. He compared it. He. This is a great Ernie quote. Said, I'm like, I want to do it. There is so much of me that wants to do it, but I know the hardest thing is to step away. I can understand why people become dictators. You can get hooked (laughs) on that power. I just don't think you like doing it like the tour running both sides. You know, he seemed pissed about that at the end of the prior one. But okay. All right. Dictator. I can understand how people become dictators. (laughs) Distance report. This was the bombshell. This was the bombshell Uh, of the week. Yeah. Still awaiting action items. Yeah. In summary, this is the USGA. In summary, we believe that golf will best thrive over the next decades and beyond if this continued cycle of ever-increasing hitting distances and golf course lengths is brought to an end. Longer distances, longer courses, 
longer from playing uh long, playing from longer tees and longer times to play are taking golf in the wrong direction and are not necessarily making the golf and make golf challenging enjoyable or sustainable in the future that is the cliff notes there's strongest strongest worded i don't know statement or framing of from an official governing body to date paradigm shifter we think you know a harbinger that's a podcast or a whole nother that's a long podcast. one do you want to yeah. do you want to play the hits you want to play the player commentary yeah i want to give it to me yeah all right who do you want to start with webb paul casey Billy Horschel deleted tweets, which were oh. incriminating, but they were along the, <laughs> they were along the same lines as Paul Casey. All right, yeah, play them, play the hits. I which one hear. do you want to start with? Uh, Webb, title this ambassador. Webb. All right, fans don't come to watch the short hitters nearly as much as they want to come watch the guy saying at three fifty. You want to make golf courses harder. Oh, yeah. Make the fairways eight to ten yards more narrow. Grow the rough up, and if you want to take it a step further, decrease the size of the green. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 not be able to get through this. You're just cackling over there. I mean, so bad it's funny, right? Yeah, I mean, if we just want to make it the least interesting game in the world, do this. Decrease the side of, yeah, size. Hey, of we're going to make tennis tougher. So we're going to make the court eight feet wide. <laughs> if you can only <laughs> hit it down eight feet wide court. Don't. Paul Casey. This is a good one. This is, this might be the best one. Uh, maybe, maybe is it evidence of my sort of distrust of him and disapproval? This, All right. I forgot good. about support. <laughs> The right. golf courses became longer because the golf developers oh, said if we can yes. make golf courses longer, we can get four more houses on that hole and two more on that hole, etc. That's more money. And that's when, that's when the manufacturers and the players, including the amateurs, rose to the challenge. They fought off the housing developers. <laughs> they had to start hitting the ball longer. I don't like us players and the manufacturers getting all the blame. We're not the only ones to blame. I've, I, this has jogged my memory. He blamed the, uh, the developers, <laughs> the architects for building, trying to build courses that could maximize residential frontage. I forgot about that. Oh God! And Billy the, Horschel the, agreed with this. He <laughs> echoed this, and this, he deleted the tweets later. <laughs> I remember Horschel getting into that. I do. Now that you mention it, that's Here, good. You ready that's for the good. PGA Tours official? They they sent their PR official out. Yeah, yeah. PR official yeah. who loves charity. Okay. Today's game is more exciting than ever for our fans, and the integrity of competitions are intact, even without equipment testing. <laughs> we still That's your that's your parenthetical that's... edition. Editor's note, right? Okay. Editor's that's not note. In, right. in parentheses. <laughs> we still see a diverse set of winners on the PGA tour and our examination of data 
reveals that the skills involved in winning a PGA Tour event remain largely intact. Hmm. Okay. Okay. You ready for the other side? Stance. Yeah. Who, who happen to be all Europeans. Oh, okay. Uh, Graham McDowell, when it starts to affect the integrity of some great golf courses in the game where you don't have a lot of real estate left to make changes, there's a problem. To me, when they moved the 17th tee at the old course, I was like, is that necessary? It's one of the most iconic tee shots in the world. If this continues, 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 and we fast forward into the future, it could become silly. I guess I generally agree with the project's uh, conclusion. I don't think we want to continue the way we are going. It really needs to stop somewhere. Herring, Padraig Harrington. I've told him I 100% support a rollback for the golf courses. It's purely because of the cost to the golf course, the size, the maintenance, the water, all the costs. There are great golf courses that cannot be used. Roll it back and start again. My personal opinion is I would set the new specifications and let the manufacturers have another race to the top. If the ball was rolled back 10%, we'd all start again and off we'd go. I'm with Titleist, which I think has the best ball now, and they're big enough company that if they had to start from scratch, they'd be the best oh. ball again. Yeah. There we go. Nice. All right. There's That's more on there's way more on that. I could have it could be a three hour podcast. Yeah. Um last yeah. note, the first events are canceled by COVID. As you alluded to, the LPGA had to cancel its entire uh Asia swing and the yep. Asia Pacific AM was canceled yep. this week. So this was the first signs of what was coming. Okay. All right. Good. Moving on. Moving on. That was a good one. Distance report, Union Green. Uh, that was some good stuff. Stallions. Uh, all right. Genesis Open. <clears throat> Obviously, always a, a great marquee week uh, on the PGA Tour. Perhaps the, you know, it changed. Or, I'm sorry. Not open. I'm sorry. I apologize. Invitational. Invitational. Yeah. No this long. This is our first year. Flipped elevated status, all that. And the Lost other, all and of its history off, in one year. Closed off Invitational. Um, Drew, what do you remember about that? Uh, Rom won. No, no, don't remember that. Your guy had been a while. Prompted, uh, Adam Scott, yeah, Adam Scott wins by two at, at 11 under. Jolie his, D his, was in it in the mix, he was in it. You wouldn't know from there's the coverage. A PG, which there's we'll a PGL into. dinner. Uh, um, oh, yeah, there was like some mansion in you know, wherever West Brentwood somewhere. Yeah, there was big PGL dinner. Nine of the top 10, I think, in the world were were in attendance. Yep. Great field. Yep. I yep. don't know. Adam's, you Adam's had, got his. Hey, you had Go COVID ahead. the last one last note on Pebble. You had you had COVID. At, during it's Pebble because you couldn't go to uh, you couldn't go to Bixby LA. HQ. It's a Taste, t- taste test the coffee that yeah. became shotgun start blend. I yielded all the discretion to you, which I think for better or worse worked out fine. Um, all right. So Adam Scott wins by two, 11 under hitting driver gap wedge up the hill at 18, which, you know, is intended how it's supposed <laughs> to be played. You pointed that out to everybody. Um, uh, LPGA, you mentioned that cancel. This is some, some prelude to the event. Rory takes back number one in the world from Brooksy. 
This coming, you know, just a matter of months after Brooks's comments. I'm not looking at anyone behind me. I'm number one in the world. I've got an open road in front of me, and I'm not looking in the rear view mirror. That was October, the preceding October, where, you know, mid-February, Rory's number one. Um, he also lets on, he played in the Middle East by now, but he lets on that his knee was a lot worse than we let on. To be honest with you, Monday was probably the most pain I've had since I tore it. This was, you know, when he tore it back at uh, Jeju Island, I believe it was. I'm nowhere near 100%. I don't know if my knee will ever be 100%. He's saying this in LA. We obviously know he had more injury trouble throughout the year. Um, so with the, you know, I'm not looking at the rear view mirror. Rory was, of course, act about, asked about this before the, before the event. He goes, uh, he was a reporter, asked him about the fun back and forth they've had over the past few months. McElroy stopped this question. He goes, have we? I feel like it's been a one-way street. Uh, you know, Kepka has done some chirping. McElroy interrupted. He goes, that's not my area to comment on. That's his prerogative. So Rory not really taking the victory lap after claiming number one. Um, Tiger equivocates on the PGL and the distance insights report. Yeah. Kind of didn't. Tiger, the PGL, he goes, you know, these things have come up. It's something, you know, me and my team are always looking into or we'll, we'll look into it. But, you know, he didn't shoot it down that was sort of the issue there was some dinner i think like tron or somebody no laying up had that on their podcast there was a big dinner where everybody went to it um because you obviously had wgc coming the next week which is sort of like a pga tour summit in a way but i guess in la so well, a lot of people didn't some, go to the wgc yeah i got that comment yeah so in there it, it, you know some some of the money behind it hosted a dinner for a lot of the interested parties uh on the distance report, you got a lot of comments from people. Reactions. Do you remember JB Holmes's reaction? No. <laughs> didn't know about it. Didn't know anything. Didn't know it came out. Didn't know it existed. Only like the biggest talking point in the game at this point for a, a, at least five, six, seven days. He's asked in his press conference, uh, do you have any reaction to new distance insight reports? He goes, What was the report? I didn't I didn't get that. I didn't see that. I mean he plays on the PGA Tour. It's all, you know, anybody's talking about for a week at that point. Didn't know it existed, had come out. Um, some other, you know, ananities. Answer, Abraham Answer did that driver slide on the tee that became like catnip. You remember, you remember that like optical illusion where he slides his driver on its, when it's on its face, on the bottom of it, sliding across the tee box? That became just uh, impression bill uh a rod did that celebrity thing a lot of catnip around a rod because he was carrying four four irons <laughs> he had a non-conforming driver he had like tape still john wall had his whole bag set up jonathan wall um what else oh this is where uh we start the whole phenomenon of bryson's got to go out and cut down a piece of the net so you know riviera's range is just sort of plucked there in the middle of the canyon. they got a big net yeah uh, not a lot of room in the, in the canyon there. And and they got a net. Bryson's popping it over. Kevin Nash shouting at him. He's like, you got to throttle down, bro. Like, on the, you know, Ryan Lavner had a report on it. Uh, and, and Bryson's just giddy. He goes, I couldn't do that last year. Max, <laughs> probably middle of that net. It's pretty crazy that I can do that now. The game changes when you're doing that. Um, you know, he, he agreed with Phil on the distance insight reports. Like, you can't, you know, limit athletes. Because I agree with that statement. Whenever you're trying to change the game because of 500 people in the world, that to me is a little unfortunate. I hope they would look at it in a different light. Uh, he also said it's more of the game is going to more of a happy Gilmore setting 
He cited Happy Gilmore. So it's where the game was going. We're going to have guys hitting that far and driving greens that you can't do anything to protect it. Just hit it as hard as possible to get it as close as possible. It depends on the golf course. At Aaron Hills, you can do that. At Riviera, you can't. It'll be subject to the course. I think this is really interesting in light of what happened at Wingfoot. But the courses that will stand the test of time are going to be ones that have the longest rough and the tightest fairways and the slopiest, fastest greens. If you build golf courses that are long and wide open, you're going to have guys bomb it. So kind of an interesting quote. Tight fairways, longest rough, slopey, fast greens. He's like, that won't that will mitigate that strategy. Well, you know, six months later, that was kind of his strategy. No? Yeah, yeah it was kind his of strategy. Right? Mm-hmm. So he's not saying that at Riviera. Um, obviously, tons of stuff had his He hadn't fully gotten into the third dimension. No, that's that's, that's accurate. Um, obviously, uh, DeChambeau's comments about changing it for 500 players, strong counter argument to that was Rory saying, you know, really coming out on the table for bifurcation here. A lot of the stuff, the ball going too far, too far in technology pertains to 0.1% of golfers. So look, they want to try to contain what we do as touring professionals. I'm all for that. Gets totally the number one player in the world saying he's good. Okay. With bifurcation gets lost because of all the PGL stuff the right stuff uh just like too much going on that 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 kind of got lost in the shuffle um shackleford also had the report on the new broadcast arrangement which we pejoratively uh termed the gentleman feed because their pga tour would create their own feed and we got we got some education on that behind the scenes in, intel and you know maybe we're unfair but we 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 our initial concerns that it would cover up you know maybe a pat reeve you know, fluffing his lie or Bryson taking a chunk out of a bunker where, you know, maybe you get more shots because it, it would have a, a sort of more capability. We, but Shackelford had that report on the gentleman feed. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, Ryan Palmer needed five shots to get out of the bunker and made a nine on 14 at the par three. Remember that. that hacking his way out. Yeah. Um, Spieth had a meltdown. T- Tiger. Oh, oh Harold Varner. Harold Varner. Yeah, I got, I got it. That's coming in a minute. Uh, Tiger finishes DFL of those who made the cut, including Palmer. He just cannot putt. He three putted from like two and a half feet. Um, what else? Rory, Scotty, and Cooch were like in a sprint with DJ lurking, and there were a bunch of these up and comers, right? Like Damon, Sun Kane got involved. It's kind Shaggy. of unbelievable. Um. Adam Scott hit into Joel Damon, who has never been shown on the broadcast uh, until Adam Scott like laced it. His tee shot went right past him on the fifteenth hole. Isn't that the dog the right yeah, where yeah, uh, yeah. long par it's, four? Yeah, went right through the group standing in the fairway. Damon was just like we were in plain sight. If you get I, it, you know. I, well, he's a troop. I wonder if he was wearing camo. <laughs> Because sometimes you're leading, the adrenaline is going, you just hit the ball. But the joke was, like, this was the only time Damon made the broadcast. <laughs> it was when Scott's drive went whizzing by him on the, on the 15th hole. Um, it just it, Scott said it just looked like they were part of the gallery. So maybe it was the camo. <laughs> it's, I saw him standing there. It looked like... Uh, I wasn't really giving them a hurry up, although it was pretty slow out there today. Uh, so this sort of gets into the... Uh, into the coverage with Damon. You you know, look, 
This is obviously you could pick on it every week. There's a microscope for CBS. You can pick sometimes on anybody. Fair. You can sometimes pick on any, every yeah. golf coverage. This sometimes is fair, sometimes unfair. We'll get into Azinger really, in a few in a few tournaments here. That's true. This really was a tough one for CBS. Like everybody had kind of piled on. Everybody like there were some unacceptable uh, moments, including you know Harold Varner. Tops the drive on 10, goes 129 yards. He was in the final group, I believe, if not leading. Um, you know, and on the broadcast, they're like, let's go to the 10th. Nabilo goes, correct me if I'm wrong, that is a layup for Varner. And Immelman goes, it was actually a three-wood that he topped. They didn't show it. They never they showed it 90 minutes later when they finally found footage after, you know, obviously an uproar. Um McElroy, like the coverage gap comes back. And of course, we had talked about the fifth hole being so cool. We loved it. And they're all, all swings there, and they're in a blackout there. They're, there's no TV. You know, McElroy made a triple. He like flew it too long on five. Every, and that's where Scott like kind of takes it control of, of from Rory. You know, it's the biggest event of the year, right? You got a great leaderboard, great, and they're just off the air for and like you, four, and five, and you six. You missed the pivotal point in the tournament. Trip, yeah, triple on five, uh, four, five, six, some good holes, obviously. Um, like, Everybody's just, I mean, even Golf Digest is talking about how it was really not a great day for CBS. Just a lot of commercial breaks, all that. Davis Love the Third, which I completely forgot, was uh, he was in the coverage though, sparingly. He was oh, their God. big, new, shiny announcement. Yeah. He had it was just horrible. Started... He was awful. I forgot he even did that this year until this exercise of research. I completely forgot he was, you know, on the broadcast team. Uh, not good. Not not great. Um, what else do we have this week? A lot, a lot of stuff. Um, the CEO interview with the shirt just busting open. You remember the CEO yeah. wore that absolute ridiculously tight shirt? You could see his navel. You could see his nipples. It's like buttons were popping off. And the CEO interview, the Genesis guy. Maybe it's not a CEO. Maybe it's some market, some exec. Um, There's a volunteer that was wandering in the middle of the Barranca at... What's the split fairway? Eight. Um, volunteer and, and JT Poston's caddy said he's been in there all week, like talking on his phone on speaker, which I thought was sort of amusing. Um, what else happened? Adidas uh, reveal, debuted those like skateboard shirts with Trom wore and looked like kind of a dope. Um, there were rampant rumors of Phil being close to committing to the PGL. Rumors of it, maybe off that dinner, never did actually come to uh, come to pass. Uh, what else do I have? No, that's it. I think that's that's all I got. Just just a very very eventful week. The big thing was that top and just people being really really mad at, at, at CBS. On, on the end. Tough week for CBS. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, trying to be fair all the time with that, but this one was a, a sort of a tipping point of, of anger. Um, all right, I think that's all I got. I'm Mexico. Sure I missed some things, but we yeah. both did Mexico. We both did Mexico. Do you want to go? You want me to go? What do you want to do with that? I mean, we both remember a lot. Bryson wins, or Reed Bryson? wins. Reed wins. Bryson collapses. Yeah, I was gonna say, where'd your research lead you? No, Bryson collapses. Yeah, and Reed wins, and this is okay. days after NLU's Costas interview. Oh, which yes. was an yep. absolute bomb on 
on many things, but on Costas Patrick Creed, where he specifically <laughs> says that four times I could tell you I've seen him fluff his lie. He brings the specifics, Travelers, Tory one, the, the Beth Page one. He's like, I've seen it four times. Now, I don't know if he's subconsciously doing it, but he does it. You know, Costas, of course, went into many bombs on that that uh, podcast with no laying up but uh reed was definitely caught a few of the few of the bullets few of now, the drive-by that shots. that was uh that was one storyline of the week the big storyline was Garanimo, jt's buddy little buddy hey before we do that though can we quickly on reed because yeah. brooks fired shots too oh yeah i got that this was what, well it's just dovetails easily with with costas he goes, he was building, this was the PGA Championship, like media day. He's doing interviews out in San Francisco. He's like, yeah, I mean, he was building sandcastles out there. It was pretty clear. He was building sandcastles, just playing around. It's ridiculous. He I said, mean, Brooks, he said, I took ahead. three months off and I can promise you, I know if I touch sand, if you look <laughs> at the video, obviously he grazes the sand twice and then he still chops down on it. And in addition, he also like alluded to like, I've seen some big names and do it. He says it happens more often than you think. It's like, well, that's not right. It goes on more than people think. Brooks, not naming names, but saying it's happening out there with, with big names in, in the media day circuit out at San Francisco. Did what you else see you Reed, got? Reed was asked about it and, and his uh, like, presser. I'm not here to talk about the past more or less. Yeah. Right? And then the PGA, keep my head down. the PGA Tour oh, official steps in yes. ends the interview. Saying that yes. Reed was only there to talk about golf. Unbelievable. So Shutting it down. You can't ask him questions about his fellow player. You know, unbelievable. Okay. There's tons of uh, Houston Astros, um, <laughs> Major League Baseball, Patrick yeah. Reed, yeah. Uh, PGA Tour yeah. comps this week. I think you wrote one. This You broke your, your hibernation from uh, uh, paternity leave. To oh, write yeah. about I, I think I did. I, I wrote about it at Kapalua too. I think I just like the difference in the way things are handled. People are still mad at Manfred, right? About MLB, but just the way that sort of, I don't know, comparing the tours treatment of the cheating versus major league baseballs. Um, and, and just not even acknowledging other players talking, talking about their colleague. So, so who wasn't there was a big deal. WGC, no cut guaranteed money. One of the biggest yeah. events of the year, but obviously the tour put together the schedule where you go Riviera to um, WGC to um, the what was after it H Honda Honda and then Bay Hill, yeah. then the players. And yeah. there's just, you know, going to be two off weeks for a lot of guys. After doing Pebble, Riviera, you know, some primo events on the way. Yeah, it, Tory was right before Pebble. Or, right. A little before in there, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. So you got um, Tiger, Brooks, Ricky, Rose, Jason Day, Hendrick Stenson are all out of this event. Not in it. Five of the top thirteen, I think, is what I saw. So. Um, I got a, you know, leading into the week. I don't know if you have this. I might not. The WGC Slam was made up. Oh yeah. We were fired up about this. The PGA Tour said Rory was looking to become the second player to complete the WGC Slam, which nobody knew existed. What's the WGC <laughs> Slam? 
Well, because this was coming off his fall victory in the HSBC, so now he finally was on the table. That was a big slam opportunity for him this year. Was the was the WGC slam first and foremost? DJ. This was after we created the Lup Slam the pre- preceding year, right? Lup is yeah players. A playoffs, playoffs, yeah. A, a regular event, something else. I, we got to go back and set the parameters. Uh, ele- well, okay. it's an elevated event, the players. Oh, okay. A regular event and the playoffs. Uh, playoffs. Okay. So DJ had obviously done this in 2017, so he'd be the second player to do it. Yeah. Uh, you got you. You wanted to ki- well. Let's stay on the golf. Uh, Bryson is referred to as an actual, an authentic scientist. Yes. On the I had this. this was Azinger, right? It had yes. to be. Yeah. Authentic scientist. I just remember the science praise of Bryson as, as being sort of this world-renowned physicist was way over the top this week. Authentic scientist. It's kind of like the opposite, but okay. Azinger uh, getting out over his skis. Speaking of Bryson putts just horrendously. Yes. On Sunday. Three putts, I think, three times. And then uh, he, uh, he leaves a 10-foot birdie putt on 18, <laughs> two feet short. It was three feet. It three was so feet. bad. You're, you're, I saw your tweet like, that was a truly horrible putt. And he's sort of, you know, incredulous. I think because the first two days, he gained, like, historic amounts of strokes gained putt. He was, like, plus eight or something. And then it was just his wires got crossed. His calculations were off. He three putted 17, which was like sort of the, the game, gave it up to Reed right there because he hammered one from like 60 <laughs> feet off the like to the fringe. <laughs> it was like 15 feet coming back. And he missed that. And then the, the birdie putt on on 18 was a good like three or four feet short. So uh, his putting was horrendous, but he was an authentic scientist. You remember he also this week had a towel guy? Yeah. Remember he's putting on the green and the guy standing behind him holding up a towel. I don't know if he was trying to calculate like he needed shade to get his calculations right. But there's just this towel man standing behind him with just holding up a towel for temporary. I don't know. A line of shade down the green. We'll we'll share that photo again. So, Um, Geronimo week. Geronimo week. There's a new plaque they put in for Tiger. Do you remember that? No. You remember when he hit that like duck slice out of the bunker, like yeah. where he like contorted his body? They put a plaque in for there. And Will Nice tweeted, fine, I'll say it. It's a little weird to put a plaque in near because it's not in the bunker. You can't <laughs> put a plaque in the middle of the bunker. It's a little weird to put a plaque near the place Tiger hit that shot on his way to a T10 finish, 11 shots behind DJ. <laughs> I mean, it was a cool shot. He missed the putt. He made a par. The plaque's not even in the bunker, but you know it's at Chapultepec forever. It's it's adorned. It was a cool. They shot. wanted to own a little bit of piece of uh, Tiger history. Remember the Uber stand, the whistling all through the front nine on Sunday. Every just all over the broad. There were fans there, so it wasn't like quiet. But just there was some Uber stand nearby Mexico City, just whistling nonstop in the broadcast. Pretty funny. Um, PG uh, Rory says he's out on the PGL. Said I read right a thing the other day where it said if you take the money, they tell you what you could what to do. I like to have my autonomy and freedom over my career, and I feel I would give up that by going to play this other league. For me, I'm out. My position is I'm against it until there may come a day that I can't be against it. If everyone else goes, I might not have a choice, 
But at this point, I don't like what they're proposing. Yep, I'm out. Everyone complain, you know, loudly proclaims this is the death of the PGL, but it clearly says I'm out until there's a day I can't be against it. So not not. PGL. Um, so while we're on the subject, the PGL yeah. makes one of the greatest tweets in golf history. You got it. Nobody. Owns they came golf. out of the darkness a little bit. Yeah. Right, that guy Andrew Gardner Gardner did an interview with the Shackleford. Shackleford. Yeah, they Rick they start tweeting, so they start tweeting. Nobody what was the tweet? nobody owns golf. Golf is owned by everyone who enjoys it, watches it, and thinks about it. In other words, you. Hashtag PGL. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um. Oh, Fanfo Friday. Lee Westwood, Westy, we put it on like the the brownout watch. We were so delighted. Westwood, non-member, makes a fan vote Friday. Thank you, audience. Where did fan vote Friday go? Uh, this we, might have been rallied, the end of it. I think we this the troops. This okay. might have been the end. They we finally might have done it here. Because <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I can't remember a fan vote fr- Friday after this. Because remember, it just oh. ended. They had to have it at the players and stuff like that. I don't right? think they had. No? Well, we never got there at the players. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, can I can I add one completely non-related golf note that I found in our show notes from this week? Yeah. Bald Casey Erlocker. Oh yeah. <laughs> got busted in an illegal gambling ring with friends <laughs> named Sweaters and Uncle Mick. <laughs> Those are two two other individuals busted in the illegal gambling ring. Bald. You hadn't seen the airport yet. All right. Back on uh back on golf. Uh you know, Reed, they talked about Reed. Like, do you see those quotes? Uh, yeah. you know, from Brooks. He's he's got a whole filtration process for consuming media. He goes, I, off weeks, I might look at some stuff here or there, but I always open the PGA tour app and the European tour app. So only state run media to see who wins. <laughs> And who's playing well? I don't read much about what's going on. Uh, all the while, it's just blocking Twitter accounts left and right. Not Patrick Reed, presumably not himself. Just rampant blocking going on after he wins. Uh, he gets relevant news to keep him in the loop. It comes through the filter of his team. And he checks ESPN for other sports and the Weather Channel. And that's it. His team only tells him what he needs to know. So he lives a sheltered life. All the while blocking life. everybody left and right. Um, what else do you got? I mean, Reed made three in a row. He played his ass off. When yeah, Bryson was two up. I you mean, know, hey, Bryson Reed. This is JT where, bombed out. Yeah, terrible but, Sunday for Bryce or for JT. But this is where we talked about how enjoyable Patrick Reed is to watch play golf. Yeah, right. I mean, he's, he's in the trees. He's cutting it. Yeah, it it was good. It was good. Good watch. He was fun to watch. I mean, he's burning the. Sh- this is, of course, it's all still hot and heavy. You know, he's got Costas throwing flames at him and, and Brooksy. It's just unbelievable, sort of. Well, and then the telecast was like, oh, he's overcome so much. Yes. He's just like the perseverance of this guy. It's like this was this was a bad showing by azinger this is you know yeah. this is where cbs gets hammered for nbc or for uh for riviera yeah nbc deserves to get hammered for wgc mexico for geronimo and then the perseverance talk with reed he's self this is all self-inflicted 
Yeah. yeah. What he's, he's just like through. Tommy Ganey. Yeah. Yeah. We hammered on that in Kapalua too. I mean, yelling at the, you know, all he's been through in the last couple of months. It's yeah. Unbelievable. Um, Muscat Marcus was born this week. Yeah. A couple odds and ends. Were we the... confused? I got uh, one here. What? Golf Magazine ranks True Spec Golf the number one club God. fitter in, in the world. Also owned by the... Did, did not <laughs> disclose that they are owned by the same holding company. What a Didn't coincidence. <laughs> you know, True Spec Another Golf one. does do great work, but that's something you need to disclose if you are a yeah. Um, yeah. media Can company. you vouch for that? I've never, I've never been, been there, but I but have heard can't say they do bad work. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Another so odds and end. Go uh, ahead. You, go, you go, go ahead. Sanjay's ball landed in the middle of a pond and bounced out onto the green. <laughs> Hits a Ted Scott disclosed later. There's a masonry floor in the middle of the hazard, like literally lands in the middle of the water, like a miracle. Sanjay <laughs> just pops out and comes rocketing out of the middle of the water. And into the middle of the green at Chipotle Peck. Maybe there's another plaque of some sort, but that was a, a fun one. Uh, what else you got? Where are we going? I got, I got, I um, you were, you were really, in, you were really at this point in your life into Eric Van Royen because you believe that he settled it, he made his home in Minnesota uh, yeah. as a yeah. professional golfer. And then you were, your, your dreams and your hopes for Eric Van Royen were shattered that he, as it he had moved to the swamp jupiter yeah <laughs> yep yep i thought he had just committed to minnesota and then i learned he had recently relocated to the swamp just that was my done with my dalliance with van royan i got uh, one other yeah. thing yeah monty tweeted from oh a God. pga tour superstore <laughs> practicing putting because it was <laughs> raining in phoenix you know, we get these tips a lot. When Monty's out, he just goes to Dick's, goes to the superstore. He just checks out stuff. He he's I'm, he's a man of the people, I think. Um, one last thing uh, on Bryson, the authentic scientist stuff. Like we're really getting into the ball speed, but not quite like you know on, on the return to golf all caps portion. But he just talks about, um, you know. When I swung at 187, it went 397 in the air. So, you know, they're at altitude. He's just like giddy about it. It's completely unrealistic to normal golf, but it's fun to do. It makes me happy. So he's just really getting into this addiction of chasing, chasing the ball. It just speed. makes me happy. It just makes me happy. This is a week after his happy Gilmore quotes. All right. You got anything else on Mexico? Um, I've got PR stuff. Do you have anybody in Chicago named Sweaters and Uncle Mick? You don't know. You don't have any of the friends. Go ahead. What do you got on PR? I I think I told the story about uh, Citrus yeah. and Lenny. Yeah. Be <laughs> yes. at some after hours bar. No, no, it was a dead. Uh, it was a deadhead cover band or dead uh, uh, Grateful Dead cover band night <laughs> at uh, at a bar. Puerto right. Puerto Rico. Okay. Victor Hovland went. Rams home like a 30-foot putt or something, right? Insane. Just hammers it. Yeah. Terrible chip. He goes, I suck at chipping, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was that was the big thing. I suck at chipping. Um, 
we all we everybody's worried his career is over at this point yeah. pr curse yeah obviously yeah. that changed a couple of weeks ago kind of sad that happened while yeah. i was rummaging around twitter i found uh somebody tweeted at tron <laughs> i don't know how i like I'll, I'll go dig this back up and retweet it because i like laughed out loud about this dominic Bazelli. <laughs> They yeah. show him on the telecast. Yeah. He he skulls a shot out of the bunker. <laughs> it just helicopters oh, is what oh, I yeah. across across the green. Violent, and, right? Yeah. And the, the the announcers just don't say anything about it. <laughs> just pretend it didn't happen. Like yeah. it's Tommy. That's good. I, I I do vaguely remember like, that. You see, violent. I mean, the ball. So he's in a green side bunker, blades it over the green. So you imagine the 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 camera pans to where the ball is. <laughs> you see a golf club land in the camera shot and bounce. And the the, the announcers are talking about, oh my, that's. That's the worst thing he could have done from there. <laughs> don't About even the acknowledge. Play. Don't even acknowledge that the club just bounced into your view. Yeah. <laughs> um, the field. Right. The field was obviously absolutely uh, ridiculous. Yeah. Jay Jay McClune was a big <laughs> subject of our show. I was wondering if you, yeah, yeah. Cocoa Beach is always a home to many, many like that. And then obviously uh Josh Teeter uh finished yeah. runner up and got super emotional post post interview and just That was really show- a poignant one of the poignant yeah. like moments of this tour season. Like kind of a journeyman grinder up and down web tour. Had a yeah. chance in hobbling. And he, he, you could tell he was busted he was so happy about his week. Like you know, for yeah. for a guy like Teeter who's such a fringe player. No offense. He's whoop yep. any any of our asses. Yeah. Um yep. he was like super emotional. You could tell he was really disappointed, but really happy. And like the you know, they were trying to, you know, disappointment, but he was like, This is all good. like this is you know, I can move on from this, but while like fighting back tears. Yep. Um all right. Anything else? The teeter. Can I go back to Mexico for one yeah. thing? Because I will be remiss if I do not share this. So it was Bryson Reed down the ba- down the stretch. Two guys who are like hot in the news for indiscretions. But oh yes. Um, so the the brethren part. Yes. So I, I I think I transcribed this myself from a like a Todd Lewis interview after. He goes, you made a special effort to go up and gr- congratulate Patrick Reed. Why do you do that? And what do you say to him? Because he's a great player, there's a lot of stuff said in the past, you know, years, I guess you could say, with him, and even with me. I feel like, unfortunately, sometimes we get quite a bad rap. Yeah, there's things that we've done that haven't been right. <laughs> An acknowledgement. There's things that we've done that haven't been right, but we have got a really bad, we haven't really got the best rap. We're still trying to provide great entertainment for everyone. This is before a lot of entertainment to come. You Here's Todd Lewis. You kind of sound like your brethren in this. Nah, uh, I guess you could say we're coworkers, right? And maybe we sometimes understand each other's pain. Self-inflicted pain, but we understand each other's pain. So I thought that was amusing. This sort yeah. of 
early set, you know, read Bryson Alliance. Bryson was eager, just like this eager guy to go up and, and be friends with, with Patrick Reed. Maybe the budding start of a new friendship. So, um, all right. Anything make, else? You good? Make it, make it right. Passed away. Okay. Day. Yeah. That as well. Oh um, man. Honda. 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 Oh, you're on Honda. 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 <laughs> I was ready almost, to jump into Bay Hill. Almost too. I'm a week. I've got that as my first note, but go ahead. What happened at Honda? Sanjay won. It was brutally windy. So I have this a lot of my Bay Hill notes. And I think we should watch out for this next year at Florida Swain. Like it, the Florida just kicked everybody's ass, right? I mean, yeah. the conditions were kind of hard all through Q1 for, for PGA Tour standards, right? It was firm yeah. and Phoenix. Pebble is kind of gusty, and that you can't control that. There's but, good, um, people are getting gusted at Capilla. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so we get to Florida. Honda's like a shit show. People, like winning people Florida are getting. Was like, gu- it was the beginning of Q Q one and of 2020 was all about getting gusted. <laughs> That's true. Listen to the last episode for that gusted discussion. So I want to watch for this next year. So guys bitched about Bay Hill Saturday. Like it was a massacre. And they said, you know, conditions being at the where the course setup was too tough. I just want to watch to see if like we get to like, you know, more preventative measures and it gets even more benign and they throw a couple safety nets out so we don't have a repeat of, of those sort of complaints. But I, remember, I do know at Honda it was a, a tough test. Go ahead. Re- reading the players was like that people was like a sight yes. for sore eyes. Yes. They're like, <laughs> this is gonna be the easiest course in the Florida Swain. We went to it. Of course, there were immediately ball marks all over the Mud green after too. several weeks of the, not having that in Florida. But go ahead on Honda. It was, it was tough. Sunjay won. I know Mackenzie Hughes was involved. It just, you know, the bear trap. We flipped out about that, I'm sure. Go ahead. Westy was in the mix on Sunday. Oh, vaguely remember that. Yeah. Yeah. He was getting ready for his master's campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, March to Augusta. Westy in the mix Sunday, but Sanjay too much. Top uh tops Mackenzie Hughes, who who on the eighteenth hole after making like a hundred foot putt on seventeen, if you remember. Um on eighteen Somewhat. he hits it right down the middle and then hits this like a line shot into the left grandstands. Oh yeah. Yes, like yes. I, it was a rope, it, right? It was it was 120 yards left of where he was aiming. It was a horrendous shot, and then he got a drop. I mean, the thing would have been probably out of the parking lot, but he hits <laughs> yeah, the grandstand yeah. and he gets a drop. He has a perfect angle, like a 70 yard pitch shot into the green. <laughs> um, does it? Does it? Catch Sung Jay, but uh, Fleetwood also has a chance. He's birdie on 18. Oh, he's uh, he rinses right. it, but right before impact, you know, like at the top of his swing, some drunk fan yells, Get in the hole. <laughs> Remember that? The swap, yeah, yeah, I do. And he <laughs> hits a poof ball out right into the water. <laughs> There was some debate about whether that was a delay with the broadcast. I think that might have not been lo- like the sound might have been off. But yes, <laughs> the drunk swamp creatures heckling, shouting, the poof ball way out into the lake. 
I, uh, this was when Azinger got at him, right? Yeah, I'm going to pull won. these up. I got to pull this up. But Azinger, okay. this was obviously... So this is an Azinger week. He goes at Westy and Tommy Fleetwood. Too. What did he say about Westy? Oh. Uh, what did he say about Westy? This is unbelievable. You know, you're trying to uh, prove to everybody you've got what it takes. And these guys know you can win all you want on that European national game and all that. But you have to win on the PGA Tour. Uh, Westwood took offense to that actually yesterday when asked about that. You right. took two wins on the PGA Tour. We saw I've won 44 times all over the world. Well, it's not the PGA Tour, though. And they know that. And I think Tommy knows that. It puts a little pressure on Tommy. But this is where they want to be. And they want to come here. They want to prove that they can win at this level. A lot of pressure here. God, that was such a only, shit storm. Only two wins on the PGA Tour. <laughs> Westwood rebuked re- with that. I've won 44 times. Across the world, and Azinger's like, ah, 44 wins, whatever. Race to Dubai champion, uh, Fleetwood, you know, yeah. And God. so the best was, you know, the irony is, you know, Fleetwood's three biggest European tour wins 2018 Abu Dhabi, strength of field, 351. 2017 oh, Abu Dhabi, right. strength of field, 330. 2017 French Open, strength of field, 270. Honda, strength of field, 261. <laughs> Um, so, uh, this is, this is a Westy tweet. Yeah. Oh God. One minute, Paul walks down the range, wishing you good luck before you play. The next he's condescending to the tour you play on and disrespects the tournaments you've won around the world. I've won in 19 different countries over four decades. That is disrespecting a lot of people. Not incorrect, not inaccurate. It was that eh, man. I forgot about his tangent there that you just played. It is pretty patronizing. Like they know that you know. It's like just not ex- dismissing their objections with not a lot of I don't know weight. Um, um, on the golf channel, uh, somebody said, and this was on Morning Drive. Okay. <laughs> it was a weekend edition of Morning Drive. I wasn't I think, on. I think it was Matt Adams. I was on the next week. RIP Morning Drive. I miss those people. Let's go so, down. There. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, you know, but somebody posed the question: Is the Bears is the Bears trap actually the best three hole stretch of golf in the world? No. Yes. I kind of remember this now that you're bringing it up. That question. Was like posed. the best three-hole named stretch? No, no, no. The best, name or... the best three-hole stretch of golf in oh. the world. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. Um, Brooksy's GQ article comes out. Yeah, I'm not friends with anybody on PGA Tour. I don't need friends. I don't have Rory's number. I don't need Rory's number. Stuff like that. <laughs> There's a lot of contradictory stuff. He was talking about how golf's too elitist and snobby while in a photo shoot in like $1,300 shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It comes out this week that Ricky spends a month a year shooting commercials. <laughs> I don't remember that. 
This None is, of these guys played, by the way, right? All these locals, never. none of them played. Ricky, none of them. maybe. I think yeah. Ricky played. Yeah. Um, this week is when uh, Billy Horschel deserts. <laughs> he deserts the, the troops. They lose their club champion, the FedEx club champion. He's back to pain or something, right? Yeah. 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 He goes AWOL. Oh God! <laughs> so, so that happens. Um, let's see. Faraday on Reed. You ready? Yeah. Uh, I'm not even sure that he's polarizing. I'm not sure there's too many people on that uh, on the other side. You know what I mean? I mean, there is no God. Was the first thing I said after he won last week. <laughs> Oh God, that's right. Talk about, you know, other side of the coin of, you know, fluffing of everything he's been through and the adversity. That's, that's a good one. That's creating some kind of equal time on the read coverage. All right. It's dumping the box week this week. Yeah. Well, honor one, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, this was the start of uh flower barge content <laughs> for the players. Flower barge. They're probably promoing the chain smokers at this point too. With the graphic with the airplanes flying around them, the mini airplanes, those two little peckers. Um, uh, flower barge, of course. Uh, Greg Norman launched his biggest fan contest. <laughs> I had this in my notes for Bay Hill, Norman's biggest fan. <laughs> This is the most. This, was this like might be the most ridiculous out. activation of 2020 <laughs> and all that happened. Send me, send me submissions for why you're my biggest fan. You know, did some guy send it? He's like, I've only bought Norman uh, clothes or apparel for the last like 15 years or every. I wear Norman shirt every day, six or seven days a week. Yeah. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Um. Mike Trout, this was this was on the oh, catnip God. power rankings. Hi, um, I think we need to do that. It's like a catnip power rankings for the end of the year. Yeah, this has they to had be the top Mahomes top. swing. Mahomes at top golf was one too. Yeah. I came across that in my research. Mahomes and then Trout. Yeah, Trout was a lot of impressions. Um, DJ says he's not going to play the Olympics, which obviously yep. didn't happen. Um, this is uh golf channel informs employees that are moving to CT Connecticut, not CT machine. Um, <laughs> COVID hits Antarctica, every content continent at this point, And we see the first impact of COVID positive tests in golf, uh, Dodo Molinari and Lorenzo Gogli. Did they test positive or they uh, had to be they, quarantined? They, were, they had to be quarantined, then they got back in, but it was the first yeah. like COVID yeah. impacting an event. Um, Live event before it was canceled. Like the w- women's have been canceled, but yeah, an event that was in play. Yep. So this was the Oman Open, and I think this was like the first, Muscat. this was the point where we knew it was going to be something that happened this year yeah. where it was going to impact golf um yep we obviously yep. didn't know how largely it was going to impact yep. golf but um yep. so our flight the last thing our flashback friday subject was uh yarmo this week yarmo uh, sandalin 
That was a good one. He's been super good. active on Instagram lately. Really? Know? Oh yeah. Posting like he got everything. into Kohler Guard, right? He was in Kohler Guard. Yeah. It was a Monday. He Monday qualified into the Kohler Guard. I remember you said they're trying to humanize the box. That's all I remember. That was a quote you had about the the Kohler Guard <laughs> ads. Humanizing the box. Um all right. Bay Hill. That it? Yeah. Honda? All right. What do you remember about Bay Hill? How could you uh, how could anybody forget Terrell Hatton and his back nine escapades? Winning, but in the meantime, cursing, swearing, chucking clubs, you know, just in peak Terrell Hatton form. Yep. Yep. That was it. That's your winner. And extraordinarily hard. That's the other obvious thing. Yeah. Very hard. Uh, anything else? Uh, we'll start. We'll start at 1025 AM on March 5th, 2020. John Wall, Jonathan Wall tweeted, spoke to Anma this morning and <laughs> out of respect for Arnie's event was told there won't be an official comment until Monday. <laughs> Expect statements from Anma and Justin Rose at that time. <laughs> Anma. This was when Rose, of course, Anma disappeared from Rose's bag. You know, their big, you know, rainmaker whale of a signing. He's all quickly off of Anma. And they declined to give Jonathan Wall a, a statement out of respect for Arnie's event. Uh, it's an equipment change where, you know, we this became one of our quotes of the year, quite honestly. Uh, we had a lot of fun with it. You know, of course, sadly, Mr. Palmer had passed, I don't know, two years before. I a long time prior. <laughs> he had an event. He still has an event. It's not even that big of news. And grand- this is just an equipment change. They just clearly weren't ready to talk about some bad news on the company front. Spoke to Anma this morning and out of respect for Arnie's. And I got back at him. He goes, out of respect, what is that reasoning? And I think he just said, I'm just going with what I was told. So out of respect for Arnie's event, they don't want to talk about the equipment change. Anma. Anma. Um, (laughs) Bad week for Scott Piercy. (laughs) He gets popped. He reveals that he's into QAnon. He shares a horribly homophobic meme about Pete Buttigieg. Uh, He's quickly, promptly dropped by... Title is Foot Joy. Um, you know, I think there was an unbecoming disciplinary uh, disciplinary action for conduct unbecoming. Um, dropped by, yeah, Jay Lindenberg, Title is Foot Joy. Uh, the, the tour said they were disappointed in the lack of judgment used. Um, it had been dr- addressed with Scott directly, but they didn't know if it was ever conduct unbecoming. Um, quite a beneficiary of the... Uh, intervening and fast approaching pandemic with Scott Pierce. Yeah. You know, uh, kind of put him off, off the front of the pages. What else happened? Matt every shot 65, 83 first round leader missed cut went 65, 83. I think the preceding week he made an 11, he made an octuple bogey 11 at, yes. uh, at uh, the fifth Ferry. hole at PGA national, oh, no, no PGA, PGA national at Honda. Because I, I don't know, I wouldn't read too much into that last round, uh, and then kind of had another similar, similar implosion the, the, the last week. But, but he went sixty-five. We're like, it's he's on comfortable ground. But more importantly, was he talked about his suspension? Kind of went off about it a little bit with some real well-founded arguments or complaints about 
you know, he goes, I don't know. I would, anxiety is a real thing. I treat it the healthiest way possible. Of course, he has a, a medical prescription for cannabis in Florida. He goes, you could fail for heroin and marijuana and the penalty is the same. If anyone wants to make an argument that it is performance enhancing, they have never done it before. I promise it's not performance enhancing. So he has a doctor's like prescription for this. He's complaining about just sort of the inequity of getting whatever the suspension was. It was like eight weeks or something. He's like, I'm so far, so little over like the, whatever the testing is like 1.5 or 1.5, like the test of nanograms. It's just like, then I'm gone. And there's no CT testing, of course, and all this stuff. Go ahead. So, you know, I've heard from player that is, has these tests conducted against him. If you want to pass for weed, like if you, their threshold, I mean, he's, he was like, you need to smoke like a copious amount of marijuana every single day. Like you have to smoke a shitload to get to this this i mean like i'm talking about, you gotta okay. wake up all right. and just smoke yeah. all day long every yeah. day of the okay. week to get to this level okay. allegedly in his statement he called cbd oil snake oil which i found interesting because that's of course the activation du jour everybody's pushing cbd at this point your boy todd's uh, a big cbd guy uh, he's off it. I think he's he's got he's stepped he's straight, up to like he's Cisco back on the straight or something and like that. I don't know. Yeah, he had some other high profile hat sponsor. Uh, what else? Rich Lerner referred to Rory as that they're calling him the Prince of Pontevedra these days, which is you know maybe a high watermark for this podcast. Whether the subliminal messaging that made its way into Rich's head, we have no idea. Never heard anything about it, but a lot of people alerted us to that it was fantastic it became a headline on golfchannel.com the next week the pinch of panavidra so, before before um, that the headline was uh boy from bratislava getting uh mentioned on pga tour live once yeah somebody phil tataranga some one of those announcers <laughs> announced yeah uh ches Reevy says another jonathan wall breaking news Deserter. Chez Reeve, also <laughs> no longer with PXG. Chez, you know, career year, 2019, comes in, immediately plays poorly at Kapalua, plays poorly through Q1, and uh, deserts. Uh, Apparently, Brandon PXG, Matthew- like, in a cost-cutting move, got rid of their, like, ping guy yeah, that everybody loved. Yeah. yeah, 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 the tour rep or something. Yeah. Um, Brandon Matthews got an exemption, remember, because of the... Yeah the the act of i don't know great sportsmanship and humanity and empathy from i want to say it was columbia mm-hmm. where the, the pga tour la event latin america event yeah obviously the uh somebody with what was a mental disability or uh, deaf i think somebody shouted in his mm-hmm. like when he was putting and he was like the most humane person about it, understanding and empathetic and the way you should react and uh they gave him an exemption for this um, which was a cool story. The Gap Boys got all over that, right? There, Brandy Matthews. I think he just won on the Latin America tour. I think in the last week, I could be wrong. Though. Yeah, he did. Uh, he won this week. Porta Plata, PGA Tour University is announced. Obviously, a good, good move. Yeah, we don't need to go into specifics, but it's announced. Just another um, move for the PGA Tour to to control another aspect of golf. The prof- uh, yeah, not professional golf, but golf. Tiger skips. This was notable, obviously, because he's won many times at Bay Hill. Skips and then also announced he's skipping players, you know, on Friday of that week, which I forgot we about that. Start to understand that maybe he's got something 
serious going on when he hasn't played since LA when he said he was stiff. You know, he played eight competitive rounds. He's, he's not going to play, you know, Valspar or probably not match play. Uh, so, yeah, he's skipping the gold standard. Skipped Bay Hill, Arnie's event. Um, what else happened here? Uh, Rory obviously comes out even stronger against the PGL, more or less, as not taking their money. If we go to this new, new league, you're going to be contracted to play 18 events. They don't tell you where and where, where and when to be as an independent contractor. I don't like the sound of that. We'd heard that part before. But then he added this, you know, direct reference to the Saudi money. I didn't like where the money was coming from. I want to be the first one to speak out against that. And I'm glad that I have. I'm glad that I've done it. So that was kind of taking it up a notch. Um directly calling out the funding uh he's of course lauded at great length for that statement um we also and i can't the tweet was deleted but somebody with access a tour player with access to might have been who's uh sullivan patrick sullivan it might have been him somebody with access oh yes discloses that patrick reed and rory sabatini are on the are on signed up to be partners at Zurich. Yes. And we of course have a field day with this. It was leaked. It wasn't supposed to be public yet. And, and we learned this week it's been since been deleted, nuked off the face of the earth. And of course we never got a Zurich from the pandemic, but Patrick Reed and Sabo maybe get a bracelet recruit, you know, gay out, read in. He's recruited him to I the bracelet. See, I can see Reed getting into a thousand dollar bracelets. Absolutely. Um, what else happened? Uh, okay. So, so the, uh, the carnage on Saturday, only Max Homa broke par yeah. 70. Only Matt Fitzpatrick broke 70 the entire weekend. Um, Bay Hills, like usually not a, an ass kicker. You know, they, they set that up to be a birdie fest. Uh, day three perverse, uh, produced the first round in six years without a single player in the sixties. The scoring average on Saturday was 75.9 average, 75.9. Eight rounds in the 80s, nearly twice as many bogeys, 326 as birdies. I think Brooksy shot 81 on Saturday. Um, Homo was the only player under par, 75.9. is the highest at, at the event since 1983. Colin Morikawa like, came off the course. He goes, I don't even remember where... I don't remember what happened out there. That's how hard it was. His caddy interrupted. He goes, 17. I can't believe they didn't move up the tee. He hit two iron. He hit the sickest shot of the day on that hole. He goes, it's 213 to the pin. He hit a two iron. I can't get to the pin because it's too firm. And all, do- all day, we haven't found one ball mark. Keep in mind, a week later at the players, just, just ball marks everywhere. All day, we haven't found one ball mark. You're aiming at left where the pin was the first day, but you just have about three yards to land it. Two iron into 213, firm conditions, 75.9 uh, scoring average. Just really fun after Honda. Uh, but but guys seem to think like the setup did not... Fair police were account, out. ...account for the conditions. Because it was cold too, I think. Um, Rory, again, Sunday struggled things alive. You know, he... he He's in the top five every week, right? Mexico, Riviera. He's just like the year closing before. in again. Shot seventy six to fall into a tie for fifth. Tapering yeah. for the uh, for the Ponte Vedra Championship. Yep, just fourth consecutive top five to start the year. Um, Reed was heckled. Patrick Reed, 
<laughs> on Saturday during his front nine, the spectator yelled, I've got a rule book in my back pocket, Patrick. And he was, the fan was immediately thrown out by security. I, you know, I think that's kind of a benign, I don't think you should heckle, but that's a benign statement to be. Well, tossed. it happened to the next week too. To the fan. <laughs> I just, I mean, the pandemic happening might have been, the no fans might have been a, a good thing for Patrick Reed. Of course, on balance, it's a horrible, horrible thing. But, uh, you know, Patrick Reed was, I think, about in for a season of of heckles uh, had the pandemic not happened. Uh, Kepka shoots 81, asks for his assessment. He goes, my game is still shit. He putts better, he's still shit. Kepka's just kind of a mess at this point. Um, I think that's about it. That's all I got. That's all I got for Bay Hill. Matt Every, the whole thing. And I Tyrrell. thought the weed comments were big. Oh, of course. So Tyrrell, he's our winner. He flips off the pond at 11. Hard hole. His conditions are tough. Sunday, stacked leaderboard. <laughs> he flips it off once, does the bird, comes back, puts his putter in his bag, does like the cross-handed bird where you come under the, under the you know, under the forearm. Uh, does a mimicking shotgun mimics a shotgun shooting it just at this inanimate pond. Like he's shooting bullets into a pond. Then makes seven straight pars afterwards. Keeps it together. At this point, you're like, all right, he's toast. There's no chance. Makes seven straight pars to win uh, his red card again. Obviously, kind of an amusing subplot was it happened the week after uh, Azinger's comments about Euro Tour players not doing enough, and and he's on the call again. So that that was your winner, Tyrrell Hatton. A, a, A Kind of a career year for him in a lot of ways. Um, he also disclosed at the uh, the players the next week that he was cuddling yes. the toilet till five a.m. Uh, after the win. What did he say? You know the the wine was fine, but then we got into trouble when he started drinking vodka and tequila straight out of the bottle. And he was cuddling the toilet till five a.m. Going into the gold standard. I don't know if that's everybody's approach to a, a major or a gold standard. A major. You, but, I mean, you're just uh, the fifth major. The fifth major. Uh, wow. Okay. What else? Are we going to players? What do you want to do? No, we're at two hours. This Let's is this players. is this is your episode for the week. You'll get no, not other. Is that accurate? I don't know. I'm we not, may do another part too. We'll see. Not this week. We'll see. We got a lot to go. We got the players. I'm ready to talk about the TV deal and J Big JB on CNBC. All right, this Follow is a two plus Net. hour episode. We'll, no, it's let's all right. go. It's let's all right. go. Let's no. we'll we'll no. start this up. Let's go. All right. So so players championship week starts with them. You know, shots of the range, disrespecting out or not respect for Arnie's event. They're showing yeah. guys arriving, hitting not balls as respectful as Anma. They're showing an empty seventeen. Just you know, just showing it. Um, the Robert. So this is another thing where the pandemic didn't the seventeenth have like an issue? Well, like it was falling into the pond or something, right? Yeah. They they quickly they were they had like sodded the front of it or something something was going on because then it was shut down i remember it was shut down during the during uh quarantine because they had that uh those first web events there and people were playing the alternate 17th hole they were charged they were charging full board at customers that came and played sawgrass right the alternate i mean i I might be spoiling some of quarantine content here but yeah no that's coming but so the week starts a lot of, you're starting to understand a lot of movements in the background with the pandemic coming. 
We haven't gotten the Rudy Gobert night and all that. But Robert Lucetic, you know on what March we 9th, missed in what? our pre pre up when uh, when the tour announced that they were showing every single shot. Maybe this happened oh, yeah. in 2019. They had this yeah. press release, and it was like, wait, you know, the Masters already does this. Yeah, yeah. So they've hinted at they've they've made statements about coronavirus. We're monitoring the situation, but you know we're still going forward. Lucetich has a tweet that the PGA Tour and PGA at the start of the week are discussing a contingency plan that would move the PGA to Harding Park from Harding Park to TPC Sawgrass. That was just a rumor. I don't think there was a ton behind it. PGA had a statement acknowledging that that was a rumor. He goes, "We're just planning to do it in San Francisco," but that was amusing for. I don't know, at least a couple of days where there was this possibility that the PGA would be at Sawgrass. Um, Monday starts hot out of the gate. PGA Tour announces its new TV deal. Markets in absolute free fall. The pandemic has come to the United States. It's on the West Coast at that point. It's probably Roaring. been there a long, long time, but like it's becoming the top news item. Markets are just in absolute free fall. And there's Big J at CNBC. Honestly, like in reviewing this, they caught the absolute shittiest hand timing wise ever, right? They want to Horrible. do their victory lap TV deal. They've got their gold standard is when the pandemic finally hits. Like it's tipping but somebody point. Should have, in, somebody at, well, that's at where I'm going. Vedra needed hor- to be aware of, of what was happening in the world. Horrible timing for him. He's out there at CNBC. He shouldn't have been. It was a, t- I don't like necessarily fault him. He didn't make it better by the way he spoke, but like someone's got a job is to throw their body in front of it. You make the big money. He, some, you know, there shouldn't, he the shouldn't money. have had to be throwing his body in front of it. I know. This, this, I this know. is the problem. He shouldn't have been out there. It was just bad. Oh, there were, I think he was on multiple networks. The one time he's sitting in front of like the market board with like everything just red and like yeah. down 2% and all talking this about horrible. all the money, talking about all the money players are going to make, how great it is for the players, you know, it's just talking about how it, like the pandemic's not going to impact them because of the vast acreage of their events. Yes, like, yeah, like just yes. market com- to market. We've stood up a business unit around this. I watched the, I rewatched the interview. It was tough. Um, you know, it was just such, it was tough transitions for the host. The hosts like were incredulous that they were talking about some TV rights deals as the for markets golf. were in like for- absolute free fall. Like, how are we talking about this? Like Andrew Ross Sorkin was like, this is all about insurance. Like, I mean, in a way that Jay probably doesn't get pushed or Commissioner Monahan doesn't get pushed too often. You know, these financial show, like why are we, they were clearly bothered that they even had to talk about some TV rights deal for any amount, for any sport. Uh, with the way the markets were tanking. Um, and like he gets kind of, he wasn't, it was just such an awkward transition from going about the markets, going about coronavirus to this like TV deal. And they obviously want to talk more about the tour strategy for dealing with the pandemic. And he's just kind of like, you know, it's a market to market situation. We'll, we'll monitor it. And they're like, well, like this is about insurance. Do you have insurance? I mean, if you don't have insurance, like Sorkin, uh, he was kind of on it. Right. Yeah. He's like, cause what we'd learned later with the open and stuff, it, it was, it was pretty kind of piercing question when you look back on it. Um, and he's just like, these new deals will be a major win for our fans, bringing an elevated commitment from all our partners. And it's just, they want to close them out. They've been pressing them on how like golf is going to change in the pandemic. Like, what are you doing to react to it? And like, he stops 
them from talking about it. He goes, I just, I just got to add, I got to conclude. This is a monumental day for the PGA tour, you know, and look, it was supposed to be, but you can't control all the externalities of the world that are happening the day that you're supposed to do your big victory lap. And it just didn't look great as a start to, uh, what would be an interesting players championship week? Um, Can we talk about his press conference real quick? The questions. Yeah. So he had his fourth press conference as commissioner, which is, you know, it as an ode to the masters Ridley press conference. The tour has copied the commissioner press conference. Yeah. His press conference featured five COVID questions. Four Premier Golf League questions, three on the new TV deal, and one Cabo TV PGL uh, question. Yeah. It just, it's unbelievable how much the ground was shifting under the sport of golf before the pandemic hit. Yeah. Just massive subjects, TV deal, how the TV is broadcast, of course, the PGL, the distance report. Yes. And like, I don't think he even got a. You know, distance report would be maybe a whole press conference one year, right? We're like, what are you doing about this? And and then, of course, the pandemic becomes the the most pressing issue the week of the players. Um, What you you want to go into the press conference at all? No, no, just that. I just wanted to talk. I want I want to talk about just the general question sequencing to like give it like this is the players' week. It's the biggest week of the year, and this is what he's being asked. And you know. It sucks for him. I mean, it's just a, it was a horrible timing, but this is, you know, sometimes you got to make the hard decisions and you're the subject of horrible timing. And that's why you make millions of dollars a year. One last bit from that week. The Florida Senate sends a message. It's not worried about a global pandemic hitting state tax coffers. Rather than shrink the house's $193 million tax credit, it increases it to $231 million with new items for industries like the Golf Hall of Fame and Formula One Grand Prix racing. So this is as the pandemics, the markets, free fall, tax credits for items like the World Golf Hall of Fame. That was a big one that week of, of the players. All uh, right. During a practice round, a fan asked Patrick Reed to sign his shovel. He got promptly <laughs> kicked out. There is video of it. Oh, I do remember this. I remember this now. (laughs) Sign my shovel. Very politely. (laughs) Yeah. Just immediate ejection. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's all I got. Before we don't want to get into the play and the back and forth. Um, You know, TV deal, which they said was, you know, maybe a 60 to 70% increase over the prior one. That was the big victory lap. And then, of course, of course. We'll leave you with this. 